on this episode of DC On Screen, Ben Affleck is back as Batman. He's joining Michael Keaton's Batman in the Flash movie. Jason and I are getting into DC fandom trailers and news for the Flash. Wonder Woman 1984, The Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash television series, Stargirl, Titans, Lucifer, Batman, The Long Halloween, the two-part animated adventure, your questions, and even more than that. There's a freaking reason this episode is four hours long. We are like two hours on a mind-numbing DMT conversation away from being the Joe Rogan experience at this point. Oh, and we didn't even realize that it looks like there are purple freaking starfish on the soldiers' heads in the Suicide Squad sneak peek. Are they fighting Starro? We seriously don't even talk about it in this episode. It was pointed out to us about an hour before we posted this. But seriously, oh my god, we, we did investigate. It does seem plausible at least, and we are here for it. So, stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 611. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, the man who once attacked a Target employee with a half-empty bag of Doritos, Jason Goss. All right, where the hell did you get that one? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen nothing. (laughs) Nothing like that happening. Was that just like a public freakout video you saw, or...? (laughs) <laughs> it was a random Florida man headline I saw ah, okay. a long time ago. But Did it you was play like, that game? Like Florida man year? attacks Walmart employee with a bag of chips. And <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's solid. Did you play the Florida man game that happened last year? No, I didn't know about it. You just type in your birthday and Florida man and see what comes mm. up? No, I've done that. Uh, mine thought- was like guy robs convenience store with alligator. You know, Which, I've seen a few of those where it's like Florida man throws alligator through drive through window. Like I, I've seen a lot of like alligator based Florida man pe- headlines, you know? Yeah. 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 That small disclaimer. Florida has weird laws about how they disclose uh, <laughs> pretty much anything that happens uh, legally. So that's why there's so many <laughs> headlines everywhere. Most other states have similar stuff. They mm-hmm. just don't get, uh, they don't get Florida man like Florida does because of that. But I can't remember if he like used the alligator as a decoy or if he just took advantage of the fact that there was an alligator and was like, cool, distraction. <laughs> I I think I, I, I seem to think I remember him picking the alligator up and exiting the store with it, though. So I think it was his buddy in some capacity. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> all right. So we've got a really big episode. We're talking all about fandom. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. the trailers. You and me, because we did, me and Matt did an episode. 610 was me and Matt, and it was Matt, like, actually watching the trailers on the show and and reacting to them in real time. Uh, you and I watched this stuff, though. Mm-hmm. In real time. And, well, we watched them in real time, but then we're not recording then, <laughs> so. No. Uh, but yeah, I, I, cause I want to get your, your thoughts, uh, more th- over, you know, more than just hell yeah, mm-hmm. um, in the discord chat. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> and also there's just things a, I said. Uh, 
there's just a lot of news. There's a lot of news that we haven't talked about. There's a lot of news that came out at Fandome that we haven't talked about and we didn't talk about in the last episode. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and actually, like, there's a little bit, a little bit more of a breakdown process for the trailers now because I've watched them like 25 times since two days ago. <laughs> yeah, it has that effect on you, doesn't it? Like, and I'm not tired of it. Like, I'm not. I'm just like. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I was I was deeply worried I was going to get on with you after uh, a couple days because we mm-hmm. we're, we wanted to <clears throat> record yesterday and just couldn't get it together in time. There was too much yeah. to get together. Mm-hmm. But I was deeply worried we were going to get on. You're going to be like, look, I've had some time to think. I was like, damn you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I've soured. No. <laughs> yeah, I was I was coming here to be excited. You're supposed to be excited too. <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I uh, I do want to mention before we get into the news and before we get into fandom in general and all of that stuff, all that craziness, mm-hmm. uh, our Patreon. We I've been waiting forever to do this because we haven't had a news episode in a few weeks. But uh, we have two new patrons, Giuseppe Vicaretti and Girl Bullies Universe. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. Um, Indeed, means everything. It means so much. Like we couldn't do it without you. Literally means we can keep doing this. Absolutely. <laughs> That's how the lights stay on, folks. That's right. We were, you know, we're over our five year mark. That's how long we gave ourselves to, <laughs> yeah, to start over, over the five year budget long ago. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, thank you very much. And uh, if you want to join, uh, the, the list of patrons who, uh, help support the show and, uh, God, those people are important. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash DC on screen. Uh, we, I still haven't put up the uh, the Witter Woman compilation. Things have just been too wild. I've also got a warm up I haven't posted. I've got a couple of warm ups I haven't posted. So I'm I'm looking forward. To, like one of them I'm going to actually have to listen to though. But um, yeah, stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. Stuff is coming on over there. And uh, if you don't want to pay money to support us, Apple Podcasts rate and review. It always helps. Or you could simply share us on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you hang your hat, uh, social media wise. Anyway, let's get into this. First off, I want to say, I want to, I want to, I want to be, maybe I missed it. Where the hell was Val Kilmer? <laughs> In all of this? Like Val Kilmer came out on social media and said that he was going to be at Fandom. Did he? He absolutely did. I missed that. He absolutely did. He said he was going to be there. Was he the secret panel that got shuffled? Did they decide like, oh no, the footage is in really bad shape. We can't do Schumacher cut. Like what happened? Where was Val I mean, Kilmer? he's had so many health problems. He just may not have been up for it. Yeah. Physically. Also just might have been one of those days where like, no, I'm sorry. Really, it's not happening. Like, and also uh, HBO Max was like, and maybe this is for the TV thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think this may have been before Fandom was split into two days. In case you guys didn't know. Mm-hmm. Listeners out there, fandom now is happening, like the TV stuff and a bunch of like the other half. TV and or, comics, largely. Right. TV and comedy. Uh, yeah. Comedy. <laughs> TV and <laughs> comics are happening. And on, the funnies. Yeah. On the uh, the 12th now, on the on September 12th and 13th. September. So, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. That Good Lord. I- I don't know. I, I missed that he was even supposed to have made an appearance, but on, honestly, he's just, he's not in great shape physically. It, no, just, it may or, be that yeah. simple. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but HBO Max uh, really, uh, uh, what am I, what word am I looking for? They were hinting that Green Lantern stuff was going to be uh, announced. They were teasing Green Lantern things 
And then I, I didn't hear no Green Lantern stuff. Mm-mm. So I'm assuming that that's going to be, you know, which, you know what? I think they could have, they could have fit in more. They could probably fit all the good things in to one day if they had just like not played all those damn Wallace and Gromit things. Well, it, <laughs> yes and no. Like I could have done without Wallace and Gromit was the one thing I would have been like, all right, I, I can bounce on this. But I, there was a lot going on. I, I, I had gotten to the point where I was printing out my schedule mm-hmm. and I had already written down like the, the times and I was going to have to sit there and make a timetable of, okay, well, I can only make it to this and that. Like I was just going to have to make some very serious choices about yeah. what was and was not uh, viewed that day. And then I was going to have to bet on the encores and, you know. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a lot of, uh, I mean, it was hard enough to get away for just the straight eight hours to be able to watch that. To have I to was, have gone back and be like, no, honey, I still can't come help. I've got to go watch another four hours of encores because I didn't catch stuff. I, that mm-hmm. would have been, there's no way I could have gotten away with it. Nah. Yeah. That, I, I was getting stressed. I don't even have a kid. I was getting stressed. I was like, how am I going to watch this Man of Steel movie or this Man of Tomorrow movie or whatever the hell it's called? This yeah, animated like, How are you going to block off the hour and a half to go watch that while other stuff was supposed to be happening? It was going to be yeah. difficult. So yeah. I, honestly, I think it had more to do with the feedback of like, look, we want to see this stuff, but there's no way we can. Mm-hmm. And then we only got the 24 hours. You know, there's only so many hours in a day. Like, Yeah, it was like they were like, oh, shit, there is a lot more overlap than we anticipated. Well, okay. I, honestly, I just wondered if they didn't expect people to, I guess, care, maybe. Or mm-hmm. like maybe they thought, you know what, we're going to put, you know, we're going to put some real heart and heart into this. But, you know, I mean, it won't be that big a deal if we can't see this or that or whatever. Yeah. And then, then yeah, the feedback came up. It was like, no, seriously, I want to see all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely did. So I really I'm did. So they, I, was, uh, I was glad they split. I'm glad they figured it out and went, oh, well. Plenty of stuff on the comic side I wanted to. You know, take a look at 20, 25 minutes here, here and there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like I just, watch. I have like all of those like artists, uh, you know, uh, on-demand artist things on my schedule. Like, no, I want to, I want to, I want to watch all, I want to watch all of those guys draw. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> I, I mean, I, there was a number of things like the expansion of the Watchmen universe within DC. There was mm-hmm. all kinds of crap like that. The Joker war had its own panel. Yeah. So, I mean, um, three jokers I want to know more about. Oh God. Have you seen some of the panels that came out today? Nope. Oh no. And it frustrates the crap out of me. You see news on Tuesday <laughs> you can't get them till Wednesday. The hell. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I might be grabbing that digitally. It just like, Oh yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. I haven't actually been able to, I've, I've just been, I've been fixing the house. This is the first week where I'm not, uh, you know, under a house or knee deep in something. Um, Zing. Waka waka. <laughs> wish. Um, yeah. So this is the first time I'll actually be able to go <laughs> to a comic book, like my store and God, what's got to be six, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. They've just, I've just been every couple of weeks. I've just been, you know, emailing them. Hey man, you, uh, you know, charge me for shipping and send it my way. Sure thing. No problem. They've been yeah. great about it, but whew, yeah, it'd be nice to actually get out there and look at that. And I'm going to have to go do that one quick. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, we, we got to get into some of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So they had like a little multiverse panel uh-huh. and we had Walter Hamada saying that they're not doing Superman Red Sun, but as far as doing other Elseworld movies, he says the possibility is there. It really comes down to like, that our focus is great stories. And so if we come across a filmmaker with an interesting story that doesn't work within our existing timeline, 
and, and it would work as an Elseworlds, we would definitely explore it. I can say that we're not currently developing Red Sun, so that isn't one of them, but it really comes down to when the right filmmaker or the right idea comes together. That's the beauty of multiverse is we can explore it. We can go down the road and take a shot at it. What we don't want to do is be in a place like Jim was saying, it should be special. I don't think you want an Elseworlds movie every year like Clockwork. It'd be much better for it to be a special thing. And we also want to, we also want them to be great. We want them to be special. I want to make sure that it doesn't just sort of feel like we're just cranking out a volume of different versions of these characters. There has to be a reason for it. And I think it has to be a reason that we're excited about. We think the fans will be excited about. So yes, the answer is yes, there will be opportunities. And I, I needed that. I needed to just know that they weren't just planning on doing, you know, cranking out, you know, oh, well, here's, you know, here's a DCEU and here's an Elseworld. Here's a DCEU. Yeah. I mean, I, that was... I don't want to try to get the lightning back in the bottle. There'll be a time. I mean, yeah, like you said, when, when the right idea presents itself, you you take advantage. But if not, hey, it's okay. All right. It'll storm again. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I, was, I mean, <laughs> that was one of the surprising panels was uh, because it was Berlanti, Lee, and Hamada. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, man, these are probably the three people that I feel like are most responsible for this going, for what's going correctly right now. Right. And I, I loved that it was Hamada who's over the film. Berlanti, who's over television, mm-hmm. and Jim Lee, who's just like the big swinging dick. <laughs> like, but apparently, Jim Lee's primary purpose at this point is to go is to go to AT and T, say this is what we're going to do, and mm-hmm. this is how it's going to work out, and then go back to the creators and say, "Hey, I got you permission to do whatever you want. Go crazy." The only thing is, every once in a while, you have to be part of a crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know, it, well, I mean. Uh, Look, that's just that's a consequence. Hey, look, you can you get to go cr- tell this insane, crazy story that you've always wanted to tell. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. one of the negative consequences is it may go over so well that we have to use it somewhere else too. Oh no! Like, as a viewer, oh. I think I'll survive. Now, I it, <laughs> in uh, in order in fandom, mm-hmm. this did not come first, but I want to talk about it first because some of this came out like there was news that clearly they didn't have that had not come out. And this is how quickly some of these deals turned around yeah. or they <laughs> and fandom like was obviously pre-recorded in some ways. Oh yeah. And they didn't have this information. So like a couple of days before fandom stuff we thought would probably come out at fandom came out. Just starts going like Michael Keaton officially being in the flash. Yeah. Boom. Ben Affleck returning as Batman in the flash. Boom. Yeah. Uh, and Andy Muschietti has a lot of stuff to say about that. Uh, he says about Ben Affleck, he's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie. The interaction and relationship between Barry and Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before. It's Barry's movie. It's Barry's story. But their characters are more related than we think. They both lost their mothers to murder. And that's one of the emotional vessels of the movie. That's where the Affleck Batman kicks in. Um, then he goes on to talk about why Ben Affleck's Batman is so great. He says his Batman has a dichotomy that is very strong, which is his masculinity because of the way he looks and the imposing figure that he has and his jawline, but he's also very vulnerable. He knows how to deliver from the inside out that vulnerability. He just needs a story that allows him to bring the contrast, bring that balance. Um, 
he's he's the baseline. He's part of that unaltered state before we jump into Barry's adventure. There's a familiar, familiarity there. <laughs> this movie is a bit of a hinge in the sense that it presents a story that implies a unified universe where all of the cinematic iterations that we've seen before are valid. It's inclusive in the sense that it is saying all that you have seen exists and everything that you will see exists in the same unified multiverse. That is like the sweetest song. (laughs) (laughs) That is like... Killing you softly with those words. (sighs) Oh, sadly, it was like, this is my heart song. Take my my life song. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and apparently they had, like in Vanity Fair, Barbara Muschietti had uh they had some concerns that Affleck wouldn't want to do it. Um, this is Andy's sister, by the way, and co-producer on the film. She says uh, there have been some uh all sorts of stories and things that he said himself about having a very hard time playing Batman and it had been difficult for him. I think it was more about a difficult time in his life. When we approached him, he's now in a very different time in his life. He was very open to it, which was a bit of a surprise to us. It was a question mark. Now the rap and you know, they're a little questionable on their rep. So, okay. But according to an insider, uh, apparently uh, the conversations with Affleck started in the last couple of months to pique his interest in joining And uh, before committing, he had notes on the script, which were addressed in the draft given to him last week. And he finally agreed to join the project in the last couple of days. So I, I I wouldn't have, I don't have any doubt that Affleck had notes. No, I mean, he's a (laughs) friggin' Oscar winning screenwriter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like he came on board and suddenly he's like the executive producer of of justice league for God's sake. So yeah, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna have some ideas. Now, here's something interesting, though, is um, our buddy Scott over on the Squadcast. He was a part of the Real in Motion uh, podcast slash uh, video stream with all those guys with Garza and, and Dave the Film Junkie and all those cats. Mm-hmm. And Snyder popped in for mm-hmm. a little while. And during that conversation, uh, Snyder said Ben did not say anything to him about this. Like, he did not know. <laughs> that that Ben Affleck was going to be in the Flash. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh man, is is you know?" So if he says yes to to Andy, he's got to say yes to season two of Justice League. And right. Snyder just kind of smiled and like knocked on wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he kind of like, guys, that that sounds fantastic. Well, it, it he's he puts off a vibe of like, look, let's one one day at a time. Yeah, let's get this one out first. Yes, I will have that conversation, but let's just get through this first. He's like, <laughs> you guys in your season two talk. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, as he said in that interview, in that, in that, you know, he hasn't fired all of his bullets. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that's fantastic. I mean, you guys, there's a lot of go good reasons out. to be excited about it. Uh, Affleck mm-hmm. returning, but uh, one of my favorites is like, it, you know, it'll be nice to see the Snyder version and all that. Um, mm-hmm. but it'll be a lot sweeter kind of knowing that he's on the hook for something else that it's not. <sighs> yeah. 
that there is going to be something coming up. Like we're going to, we're going to see new footage at this. At some, I mean, obviously we'll see new footage in the Snyder cut, but we'll see new mm-hmm. footage after that as well. I don't know. It makes it sweeter for me somehow. Yeah. And here's, here's one of my thoughts though, is like, what, what were these, what were these changes to the script? Cause we know where Jason Momoa stands, where he and James Wan both kind of outright said, no, Aquaman takes place after the Snyder cut. Yeah. Uh, not the justice league as it were. Um, so I'm looking at Ben Affleck going, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I see Papa stone in this. This wasn't in Zach's cut, (laughs) you know, like is, (laughs) or we, Mm. we, I will sign on if this is like after Zach's cut, perhaps, you know, I, because we know that Affleck's not on board the, the justice league version. No, but he's, Apparently not talking to Snyder <laughs> about that particular thing. So I don't know what he had to adjust on that. Yeah. I don't know and if he it was, was very, just. Uh, he showed a lot of kind of ownership and um, I don't know. He was very possessive about what Batman was doing from day one, though. Like mm-hmm. the moment he walked in, he was doing rewrites in between bits the, you know, the whole time as best we can, best we've heard. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially during Justice League. We just didn't know how. <laughs> we didn't know at the time how contentious those rewrites were. Well, right. And, you know, I think Ben has made no bones about, you know, Zach is this guy, but he's also, you know, Zach wasn't the one writing the scripts. Like he would, you know, he coming up with a story, but yeah. And the shots for sure. But yeah. But, you know, Affleck and Terrio were like, mm, no, this is going to have to happen now. Yeah. But somebody keep actually having Goyer. words on paper and it, you know, it's, <laughs> that's not Snyder's. There's other people that do that. Yeah. But Affleck so, is adept at it and it, that's, I don't know, it's something he, something he's want to do is like, you know what, I don't think he'd phrase it that way kind of thing. Yeah. Not to say that I don't think, or that we don't think that Snyder doesn't put words to paper because he absolutely, I think he has lines and he has certain things that he's like, this is what I once said here. Oh yeah. Yeah. He has um, beats that he wants. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, Muschietti also, as, as we know, or Muschietti, I think is how it's actually said. That's what they kept Apparently, saying. Apparently. Uh, defies all logic that i know but let's do it yeah he did uh he did say that the the flash is a story of time travel he says flash travels back to try and save his mother it is a spectacular action movie but it has a big heart and you know we're we're flash guys we know that that's flashpoint's whole Mm -hmm. premise Mm -hmm. yeah we know Mm -hmm. and did oh my god this concept art they revealed at fandom the mm-hmm. new Flash suit looks very, very sleek. Looks much mm-hmm. more like the current comics. Mm-hmm. That one piece, though, with 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 eighty nine Batman with Keaton <laughs> next to Ezra Miller's Flash. Oh my god! With unturnable sh- sh- head Batman behind oh. him. I mean, I hope they do a little, a little bit to the suit so that he can actually function <laughs> in it. Like, I don't think. Like between eighty nine and ninety two, he the, the the suit had significant changes to it. There were yeah. upgrades. Yeah. I can't imagine that like he just stopped, you know, for thirty no. years. No, there would there would be adjustments. I mean, it, but it was enough of an adjustment between those two that later Nolan uh, kind of worked that into his script. Mm-hmm. Let me guess, you want to be able to turn your head? Yeah, you know what else? <laughs> it's not enough that I turn heads. I must also turn my head. I need to be able to turn my head as well. Oh. You know, but tell me, it, when you think of 89 Batman, along uh, uh, many other things, one of the things I constantly remember is that shot of him turning, but it's his whole torso has to turn. Mm-hmm. And it kind of cracks me up every time. It's a silly looking shot, in my opinion. It is. It, it, I don't know. It's, uh, I've, I've enjoyed thinking about that shot many times. 
<laughs> I liked some of the dramatic workarounds they made where like Batman's in the cathedral and you, he hears the Joker laugh and he just spins on his heel. Mm-hmm. And they did, they like cut to the close up of him. And I'm like, ah, hey, you know, that's a really nice touch to, to seeing as how he can't turn his head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice it when I was six. I was just like, oh, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. At the time it didn't hit me. But now when I no. see that, when I see that gif, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, that's, sorry. That's, that's clearly silly. Like we know mm-hmm. that's silly, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I'm so excited for freaking Michael Keaton. I oh, am. yeah. No, this is your dream come true. It is. I mean, many dreams are coming true based on fandom. There's a, this, there's a lot year. going right for you at the moment. But, I mean, I think you would be in a good place mentally with all this if if Keaton had never been brought up. Mm-hmm. But with Keaton, that's just, that's a whole new level of serotonin for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's your childhood getting to play too. Yeah. It's like, I want to go to my doctor and be like, throw my, throw my meds at her and be like, I don't need these antidepressants anymore. Get a notification on my phone. Well, Warner Brothers has fired half the DC comic staff. Hey doc. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, does the cleaning lady come through yet? <laughs> sort of like that episode of the Simpsons where he's Homer's going to college and he's like, I don't need my high school diploma anymore. And he like, as it's still hanging on the wall, sets it on fire <laughs> and the fire spreads across the wall. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and it, that kind of comedy always hurts me in a very real, real way. <laughs> I had, uh, at the other house, I had my, uh, college diploma hanging on the inside of the closet mm-hmm. where like you you didn't even know i had it unless you like walked into my closet and turned around and looked at the door frame above the actual closet door mm-hmm. uh meaning there's absolutely no way you would ever know i had it and i have it hung here but it's actually like on a it's on like a part of the wall that you can't see mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's just it's i i intentionally hang it hang it in irrelevant places why hang it at all because I did earn it, and I still pay for it. Fair enough. <laughs> it's and counts as a valid form of ID in the state of Alabama. <laughs> That's weird. Swear to God, I went. I had my original birth certificate and my diploma in my in my hand. I tucked it under and went to the. Uh, I, I was robbed and lost my social security number card and my um, driver's license, mm-hmm. which means my ID was completely gone. So I went down to the uh, you know the downtown office for the driver's license with my diploma and my. Uh, original birth certificate and they issued me my license nice yeah nice government issued id it said uh we've got we've got a question about the flash though from uh j scotty st Clair yeah over on twitter j scott for real Mm -hmm. what's the likelihood grant gustin or john wesley ship's versions of the flash appearing in muschetti's feature film it was confirmed ezra ezra's version of barry allen uh, lifted the moniker from his brief cameo during crisis it is already too crowded with or is it already too crowded with multiple batman um, it's never too crowded. I want more. I want more Batman. If, it's not too if, crowded for my tastes. No, I, let me tell you something. I'm not a fan of Christian Bale's Batman. I'm not. I don't like how he did it. I don't like the way they wrote the character. I don't like how those storylines happened. Not I would be excited. Version. I would probably jizz my pants if they came out tomorrow and said that Christian Bale was joining those two. <laughs> I just would. I would. It be hits a little bit different in this context, doesn't it? Over the moon. Yeah. Because we're dealing with a multiverse here. I would be happy to have Christian Bale come back. Sure. Um, even I mean, though I don't like him very much. You know, any of this pre, pre-crisis, pre uh, pre-Ezra showing up, I, I would, you know, all of this seemed 
just so far fetched. Mm-hmm. But you know, for I mean, I'm sure John Les, I'm sure John Wesley would do it in a heartbeat if somebody asked him. Um, I'm sure he would. I, I, I feel mean, like I don't Grant Gustin would too. I I think we have a higher likelihood of Grant Gustin than John Wesley ship. That's uh, yeah. That's and I don't want to spoil Crisis for those who haven't seen it, but. Um, <clears throat> I think we have a higher likelihood of Grant Gustin showing up in John Wesley's <laughs> ship. <laughs> but one of them is still, um, what's the word I want? In existence? <laughs> and the, the other, other one is, may have burned up the across I the multiverse want. on a cosmic yes, treadmill. multiversal <laughs> death. Yeah, that's the word I wanted. Okay. <laughs> multiversal extermination from every version of the timeline. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that man spread his burning embers across the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, not even Spectre Arrow could unring, unring that bell. Until he, until they do. I mean, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to do it in this movie. Yeah, but I, I guess he could show up as I guess he could show up as uh, as the Flash of Earth three. He could come back as uh, you know Jake Eric in some in some. Yeah, room. I mean, yeah, I mean, Possibly. there's uh, there's even. Uh, DC Earths, where the only difference is the time that's currently happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a little bit timey wimey, but yeah, there's no reason that maybe there's a version that still happens to be playing, even though inevitably that version is going to, you know, scatter into the quantum winds. Yeah, I mean, it, just to put a number on it, I'd say like what two percent chance John Wesley shows up, and maybe more like a very optimistic twenty percent chance you see a Grant Gustin. Mm-hmm. Just spitballing, but still. Yeah, my highest hope right now is we see the other side of that conversation. We see the same conversation from Crisis, and it's just, you know. I'd be okay if it, it was literally just an image on the screen at some point showing that they'd had that conversation. Hell, yeah. I would be happy if he mentioned the conversation. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. I don't remember when we did that, but I remember talking about that at some point. It was like, that alone would astound me. Anything else is absolutely gravy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if we're still doing what Jim Lee's talking about. I think we're going to get that conversation at least. We're like, hey, I met this guy. But Yeah. I was just happy they're going to acknowledge that it happened and, and let the name, uh, you know, come from it. That's fantastic. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited about The Flash. I'm really excited about all that shit. I, I My God, I'm so, like, because just Affleck being open to returning. Yeah. It's I'm just excited such the a ball's win. finally rolling. It's such a win. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a giant W. But also, like, how many times... We've been talking about the Flash production for, like, three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been... It'll it'll go for a minute, and there's no news for, like, six months, and then, and then there's something, and then there's nothing. It's just been... Well, I, you know, I feel dead good. Dead spots for chunks of time. You know, you get these people who are, you know... <sighs> I don't, I don't want to pigeonhole them and say they're just Marvel fans. There's a lot of those who are just like, why can't DC get it together and do a Flash movie? The Flash is, oh my God, they've had so many directors and they've had so much blah, blah, blah. Like, well, they've had several regime changes. They've had a lot of stuff going down, but also they want to get it right. Walter yeah. Hamada came in a while ago and he wants to get it right. He doesn't yeah. want to just like rush a thing out. Like, And I'm okay with that. It's a thing I, I like, I get a little bit, angry about when i hear people say stuff like that like it's not it's not as simple as that. like i swear to some people the logic is as simple as like look the flesh is a great character i liked him you should be able to make a movie and like there's nothing stopping them like it's just <laughs> not that simple you there's a lot of things that have to go down correctly and like you said the the winds have changed over at dc and warner brothers a few times 
But uh, no, these people are like, well, I don't understand because, I mean, they make an okay Flash show. I mean, they can make that Flash show all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you also complain that the CW is shit. So what do you, which yeah. one do you want, buddy? <laughs> they can make an entire season for a fraction of what they're going to make that one movie. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really happy that uh, everything is connected. I really am. Like it's yeah. so it's such a great thing. And that they're completely buying into that and not. I mean, not even that they're leaning into it unapologetically. So like no, no like just embracing like no, this is what we do. This is one no, of I our strengths. I, I don't know why we didn't use this before. Yeah, and I think I think I saw something. I think I saw like comicbook.com go like Marvel and DC are now entering the multiverse war. I'm like, <laughs> and that's so sweet to my ears. <laughs> if you want to play it like that and say it's the the multiverse war, that's fine. That's fine. The important thing is the multiverse is going to be a universal concert a concept with the general audience. Yeah, I am down. Like this is like. Yes, yeah. yes, my yes, my wildest dreams come true. Like, oh my God, they're finally gonna under, like people are gonna understand. Hopefully, that they're and the people who just can't wrap their minds around it, who get angry at the concept, they're gonna go away. It's gonna be a thinning of the herd that uh, either kills the comic book industry, or at least at the very least, the genre of 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 the movies, which I don't think it will. Nah, there's plenty left in that tank. Um, but it's also but. We're so far away from the early days of when we were starting, when there was the the mood or the the state of mind was was really still like, no, it'll confuse the audience if we show too many versions of a thing at one time. Mm -hmm. That was a legit concern that people had. The people in charge had. Oh, we've we've gone so far. Yeah, we have. And I swear, I I just had a conversation with one of my friends on Facebook who just does not like. Like she's furious with the Batman trailer. She doesn't think Robert Pattinson is a good fit. She says that he looks like, oh God, what was it? A twelve-year-old computer programmer. She, she said that she she he doesn't look anything like any Batman she would ever conceive. She hates that they used her favorite Nirvana song in something as silly as a Batman movie. She's uh, really like, quick. Can I oh point out that God. this movie is set in the nineties and that everybody oh, in the nineties looked like a twelve-year-old computer programmer? I know it was a look. And then, and she was like, do you remember hackers? Good God. Yes, I do. But she was like, yeah, please bring back Michael Keaton. And I was like, as far as looking like 12 year old programmers, let me just point something out. And I sent like screenshots of Michael Keaton and his little black turtleneck standing in front of his readers on. Yeah. Standing in front of his, his computers. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) his fantasies uh, about what high tech will eventually be computers. Yeah. And her response was, well, Michael Keaton could kick your ass. And I was like, yes, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> but Robert Pattinson could kick his. <laughs> I think if this is a fight, I'm sorry. Keaton's getting a bit up in there. Did you see that fight sequence? Yeah. Did you see? Oh, my God. Hey, we'll get to that. Anyway, like, I, and you try to explain, like, well, they are doing Keaton. Like, me and this other guy were just like, you are getting Keaton. He is coming back. She, she wasn't even excited about it. She didn't care. She was just like, just make this not happen. I just don't want this to happen. It's incredibly nuts to me. Just like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's do. Let's let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Let's do it. Uh, that official trailer came out. Um, here's the thing. I'm having trouble truly being excited. Uh, it was what I thought it was going to be. Like, it's more Chris Pine as the you know fish out of water guy. Like, oh look at this parachute pants. Uh-huh. And yeah, Chris Pine is really funny. He really sure. is. Like, yeah, he's got cracks he's me got- up. 
I was happy to hear though. the happy to hear the Hans Zimmer score finally uh-huh. instead of you know just some random '80s song. That's you know great. I like to hear what the movie's <laughs> going to hear like or hear like sound like. Um, random '80s. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I guess it was Blue Monday, man. <laughs> Still a pretty popular '80s song. And you know, I love the '80s. I I didn't know that song. Okay. I mean, maybe it I did at some point. Popular. It was a, I mean, everything in the eighties was so genre. It was like, if you didn't yeah. like this or didn't like this, you were, you were out of this. It was, it was a very exclusive time. All I'm but, saying is that it was nice to actually hear the, some of the score. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, well, you and I were talking about the, the, the lack of excitement. It has, you know, it has the most to do with probably like, we just theoretically would have already seen this movie by now. Yeah, it does. There is some of that. And I've never been like, huge 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 into into this movie for whatever reason like it's just never like quite fired for me like i'll absolutely go see it and i'll probably love the shit out of it but it's not like a snyder cut thing you know i I mean i was excited and it's hard to hold it up to like that footage of batman is is there's a reason they closed with that yes it is (laughs) snyder is Snyder's Snyder. That's that. That's it's hard. Snyder Snyder. Uh, you know the Batman is the Batman. Michael Keaton returning. Ben Affleck returning. All of these are bigger deals to me than Wonder Woman 1984. It to me it has nothing to do with whether I was excited outright. Like if uh, like I told you, if I had seen the trailer that I saw on Saturday and that was the mm-hmm. first trailer I'd seen for the movie, I would have been you know jumping in my seat excited about like this looks fantastic. When can I see yeah. this movie? The only real thing that's holding back my enthusiasm is. You know, short of COVID, I would have already seen this movie. Yeah, there, there is that. There is that, like, when are we going to see this thing? Oh, my God, I wanted to have seen this already. Yeah. Um, well, it, and, you know, there's the thing she that, did say was, like, it's going to be in theaters. When we do yeah. see it, it will be a theater experience. Yeah. And I do not know when that's going to happen. I don't know either. But, um, you know, Cheetah looks fine in her final form. Mm-hmm. Um, I continue and have, conti- have uh, the whole time. I have had like this little weird worry in the back of my head that she's going to be like the Jim Carrey Riddler, Jamie Foxx Electro, Aldrich Killian Man- <laughs> Mandarin type. No, of I mean, that like, I don't like that good at comedy does something like this. You, yeah, it's going to cross your mind. Yeah. And based on what I've seen, it does seem like that's what they're doing. I'll, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. The other part of this is though, like it is Patty's story mm-hmm. and I just, I'm just not seeing how it's really fitting into any kind of, like I'm the the thing that I was more excited about more than the trailer because the trailer looks really cool. There's got some really cool action beats in it, um, mm-hmm. stuff that really looks cool. And I'm just you know I was glad to see that Kristen Wiig's going to play this serious because yeah. that's what it looked like to me. It was like she's it does actually going like to yeah she's going to play the scientist role super seriously and it does yeah. yeah. Um, you know I have a crush on Gal. Of course I do. I, I can't wait to see her. I mean, she's a gorgeous human being. What do you want? Yeah. But the thing about it, though, is like, you know, Patty says this time around she wanted to see her out in the world, not just finding herself. She says there is one more thing she really wants to see from her Wonder Woman that won't come until Wonder Woman 3, which is probably her last. So that's dope. And I just really want to see, like, I don't necessarily feel stakes so much from the pre from prequels anyway. Or from that's this movie. The one thing that's been missing, I think, from both movies is the sense of where we're going with this. Because mm-hmm. we literally have gone back for both of them. Yeah. So I think if anything's, yeah, that, that undercuts some enthusiasm because of that. Yeah. But I'm definitely intrigued to eventually find out what Patty's looking to do and what kind of trilogy that it settles into because of the one more thing she wants to do. Because, you know, to, to, that can make or break a trilogy for me. It certainly did with the Nolan trilogy. 
Well, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I felt pretty good about going into the third. Um, <laughs> and uh, as yeah. Matrix taught us, it only takes the second going poorly to really mess mm-hmm. it up too. So, which I liked the I liked the second Matrix. I liked I liked all of them. I thought they were like I liked the first one more than both the the sequels. But I think I was I liked joking about this somewhere. I think I told you though. I was like, you know, when I went when I remembered the things that I didn't like about the whole franchise when I went back and watched them a few months ago. Mm-hmm. It was really just the second one that like all of those moments that I didn't that I remember not liking were all in the second one. That's interesting. Oh, okay. So if that movie was like half an hour shorter, I would have liked that franchise altogether, I think. Yeah. The only thing I remember thinking was like truly superfluous was the uh Zion. Oh yeah. Well, I forgot about just the orgy just though. Yeah. Just the uh, orgy. Yeah. But I no, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about the Merovingian making the woman have an orgasm by eating the cake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just like, too. who cares? Like, well, I get it. We already get the, the, the concept behind the Matrix that it's all like ones and zeros making a neuron. I, I get it. Yeah. I don't need to see the lady in the red dress have the, you know, whatever. I don't give, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just assumed it was I. That's the big complaint. I was like, yeah, we did not need the orgy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that was a little weird, but I, it didn't really bother me too much. I was, I was just like, all right. Just there are people there. This is I what kept, people like, are doing. You're metaphorically looking at your watch like, so um, <clears throat> this has been going on for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's maybe time we switch gears, guys. What do you think? But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. And I like, I like Chris Pine. I, I love Gal. So I'm, I'm down for Wonder Woman 1984. I don't, I don't want to crap on it. I'm just saying, if you guys are wondering why I sound less enthusiastic than literally every other piece of news in this episode. Those are the mitigating circumstances. Those are the like, mitigating circumstances. We, yeah. we should, in theory, have at this point finished talking about almost the theatrical run. Like we should have been, because what, it would have been June, I think. Mm-hmm. So by now we would be kind of talking about, you know what, it looks like it's really going to finish its run at about this figure. And like, that's where we would be right now. Right. We are not and, there right now. And, you know, the other thing is like, after a certain amount of news cycles, like I was trying to tell Effie Ophelders, our friend Effie Ophelders, of stealing the remote. I was mm-hmm. telling her the other day, I was like, you know, the thing about it is like I keep watching the Batman trailer over and over and over. And I'm so excited. And I keep trying to like tell myself to calm down so I won't burn out quicker because I know by the end, by the time this damn movie comes out, I'm going to be so sick of even seeing anything about it that I won't even really want to go see the movie. Yeah. Like there will be a part of me that's just like, yeah, let's just go watch it and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this thing. God damn it. Let's do it. All right. Like there will not, not wholly, not totally, but there will be, there will be days where I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I get it. And we don't really know how, like I know how long a normal production cycle lasts, but yeah, we don't know how long they last right now. No, we don't. I mean, we know they, I mean, the Batman had rebooted some of its uh, production, so it was it was kind of getting back into, you know, whatever version of events they've got handled that was safe enough to do. But I don't, I, I don't know how that works. I mean, you know, normally principal photography is what three six months maybe at the yeah. outside, and then God, I don't I don't know with all with all the restrictions and all the extra stuff you have to do. I don't know if that changes substantially or not yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, just I would assume it takes longer, just to, as a guess. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I Hang in there, Dave. <laughs> it's going to be a well. I'm hanging. Uh, let's talk about the Suicide Squad a little bit. Sure. 
they had the official cast reveal trailer and uh we we, we knew we had viola davis coming back as amanda waller mm-hmm. we knew we had joel kinnaman coming back as rick flag we mm-hmm. uh we knew that we had jai courtney coming back as captain boomerang and of course we knew that we had margot robbie as harley quinn mm-hmm. uh we found out michael rooker is playing savant which mm-hmm. <laughs> It was one of those characters that I really liked that Gail Simone did in uh, in Birds of Prey. And no, uh, he's helping Oracle there for a second. Oh no, he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But um, somewhere ready actually helped Oracle out for a second there, but then couldn't be trusted. I mean, ultimately. maybe, maybe I don't really remember. He tried like, to take a good turn, perhaps according to the research I did. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't remember that. I just remember me him being sort of a jackass, pretty boy. I will tell you that came out of the actual DC Comics encyclopedia. So there's probably some truth okay. to it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, we got Flula Borga's Javelin. I don't know Javelin. Um, no. That's a deep cut I, or a whole cloth. I don't once know. Once you get through going over these, I actually i am going to give you my little quick stats on. Okay, cool. Uh, we had David Dostmalshian as Polka Dot Man. We we actually knew about that. Um, I'm excited about that. I like his powers. I like uh, David Dostmalshian enough. How did, uh, where did hmm? you find a pronunciation guy that you were comfortable enough saying that name? Um, I didn't. I mean, it was a long time ago when he was on Gotham or something. He was. He's been in several things that we watch. Uh, yeah, here and he there. I mean, or he maybe was it was when he was. Maybe it was when he when he was Abracadabra on the Flash. Oh, okay, but, could have been. Well, he was on Gotham and Ab- and Flash at the same time, and then he was also in Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Very briefly in the actual Dark Knight. He, he, he's he been poking up on my radar enough that, you know. Oh, I know the guy. I know him as a character actor. I just what was have, funny is like when he, he was actually, he had. I don't I've know never if he got, felt confident about how to say his last name. Though. I don't know if he was a starving actor when he did the Dark Knight or whatever, but he was a bit thinner when he was doing the Dark Knight. And he has just enough of a resemblance to, uh, to Killian Murphy that apparently a number of people thought that uh, he was he was Scarecrow. <laughs> the Joker was talking to Scarecrow in the scene in the Dark Knight. I'm like, that wasn't him. That wasn't Scarecrow. Wow, like a little mini Mandela effect. That's good. Yeah, it's weird. Like, remember when like Scare hit Scarecrow in the cop's outfit, and he was sitting there I'm like, that was not Scarecrow. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but it wasn't him. And then it turned out it was David Dostoevsky. That's fair. Um, Daniela Melchior as or Melchior. I don't know how to say that. You know, I, I succeeded on Dostoevsky, but not her. Mm-hmm. Ratcatcher two. Um, and he was very adamant that it's, it's Ratcatcher two. Yeah, that was and uh, has they, been. they punctuated the two a couple times to point out. Yeah, like I saw someone uh, someone said to to Gun on Twitter like, uh, you made Bloodsport black. You made so and so black, and or or no, it was like Bloodsport was white. <laughs> Ratcatcher was white, and so was so and so. Yeah, and he I was like, it. "No, they weren't. No, they weren't." And this Ratcatcher too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of Bloodsport, we've got Idris Elba mm-hmm. as Bloodsport, and mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see him as anything. Like, oh sure. And and I honestly believe that he was going to be Deadshot. I didn't, but. I really do. I mean, I, think, I, I get the then, argument for it for sure. But I, And I just, then they were like, well, no, Will Smith says he might want to come back. So just no. Nah, <laughs> Make a blood uh, sport. Will Smith's too big a name. Like if there's even a chance he comes back, you leave that seat open. And yeah. Idris Elba can sell whatever you want him to sell. You don't have to. You don't have to attach a giant name to him just because he's there. You can, mm-hmm. you can give him anything. He'll be all right. He'll make it work. And, yep. you know, he'll 
he'll look gorgeous doing it like he always does. It's just it's he's he's going to come in and own it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, now we've got question mark question mark is King Shark. Uh, we don't know who that is. Uh, yeah. But I mean, a lot of people are assuming it's going to be like we know that Steve G is that how you say his name is is the stand in. He was like the stand-in for for King Shark and and the bodily I, presence of him. Yeah, the bodily yeah. presence. Um, yeah. A lot of people think it's going to be Taika Watiti doing the voice. It's the going theory. You know what I hope? I hope it's not Taika. I hope Taika is somebody else that they have. Like he, I hope he's a cameo somewhere and he's just there. I hope it's I hope it's Ron Funches. Look, I would love it. I would love that. <laughs> like to, when you see in that in that cast reveal trailer. Did when they just show him like smiling, he's just you, you like hear a little bit of Ron, right? Dude, I heard Ron. Like yeah. I was like, oh god, that would be so great if it was Ron. Yeah. And then like that one scene in in the in the sneak peek where he just like picks that dude up, sticks his head in his mouth. Like I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, that's that's totally like. It feels like Ron Funch's version of, of King go. Shark Good would one. be what James Gunn would like to do. Yeah, but I mean, I I agree. Some part of me thinks, though, and it, because it's because it's Taika, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a lot of time on his hands, mm-hmm. it, and partially just because the leading theory is that he's the voice. Like, yeah, it could still be done. It just to ADR a voice might be something he could actually fit into his schedule. Um, I mean, he could probably literally do it from on set wherever he was remotely if he had to. Like, they can they could find a way to make it happen. So it's plausible for sure. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to lean the other way and say no, and I'll bet. Whoever Tyka's plan is dead in the first two minutes. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Like he, they're gonna pull another D-lister or even like a nice B-lister out and make him somebody and just have him shot in the back of the head and skull immediately. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so we've got Mei Ling Nung as Mongal. Mm-hmm. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought I would see Mongal in anything. No. I mean, I have, I have because I saw those set picks from a few, several months ago. Yeah, several months ago now, yeah. Yeah. I, I've managed to avoid those. I was like, holy shit, is that Mongal? Like, yeah. I can't, I can't tell who anybody else is playing, but Mongal? <laughs> uh, the thing that I'm probably the most excited about, though, Peter thinker. Capaldi is the thinker. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Oh my God. It's like the whole, like, I saw the set pictures. I'm like, dude, he's bald. Who could he be? Who could he be? You got people over here going like, oh, he's Hugo Strange. And I'm like, maybe, but. <laughs> it, it was on the board as far as the theory goes. But yeah, I didn't. It made sense looking back. Oh, yeah. Bald. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, mm, yeah. Gotcha. I love Peter Capaldi anyway. So, God, just to think that a few years ago, I didn't know the guy's name. No, no. Well, I think we learned about him in the thick of it. I learned about no, no, no. We, we learned I about learned about him after he got cast, didn't we? He got cast as the doctor and I was like, who the hell is that? And I found the thick of it and yeah. fell in love with that. I think the and, first uh, time I probably saw that guy was in World War Z and I didn't even really realize what I was I didn't even register. No, I thought I think the first time you saw him was as uh as uh George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. In that old TV movie. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Uh, we've got Alice Braga as Solseria. I don't know that character. We got Pete Davidson as Blackguard. I just, I, Pete Davidson always looks like a seedy piece of shit to me. So I guess it works that he's playing a villain here. He has a look for sure. I kind of, I, I kind of like the guy. I 
His I'm last, a little his, bit indifferent, but dude, I, his stand-up bit was awful. I haven't seen it. Oh my god, it was terrible. Like he had one really good joke in the trailer, and I was like, I want to see that. And then I watched it, and it was like that was literally the only good one. <laughs> like he had that, and like a oh moment where like the audience was just like, oh damn, and he was just like kind of fleshing out some some really this probably should have stayed private information about Ariana Grande. Oh. Like he he just kind of stooped to that level just to be oh. like screw her. And That was a weird couple. Yeah. It it I you know, it was one of those things where I was like, "Hey, happy to get the tea, but also that ain't right." <laughs> <laughs> but but I would like to ask for a refund on more grounds. Yeah. Um, he, I, I have I'm very indifferent to the guy except the the little bits I've seen him in that are obviously like choice bits of SNL where I've seen him uh, re- were often funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he actually won me over one time with some uh, I forget what it was. He had some he he did some little like couple minutes on just him being somebody with a lot of mental problems. Mm-hmm. It was like he bounced off the stage when somebody was there. I can't remember the details. Um, some somebody I forget what was going on, but like he his commentary was like you literally he backs off the stage like somebody starts saying something political deeply political, and he just kind of like hangs his head and bounces, and uh, they pause the he's he talks about afterward on the next show like what happened and uh, like there's a moment where he's where he pauses it and he's like okay, what you see that is a man trying to save his career. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I forget I think it was Kanye maybe. Anyway, that's funny. been a long time. <clears throat> yeah, he's had a few of those, like... Uh, I was tempted to watch King of Jersey, you just haven't gotten time. Yeah, I'm mm, sort of tangentially, morbidly curious. I, yeah, it was going to heavily feature Bill Burr. I'm always curious to see what he's doing acting-wise. Cause it fascinates me that he's gotten to be an actor now. Yeah, I bet that was my, that was my selling point, too. I mean... <laughs> but I, the thing is like i i he's one of those comics where i would never expect him to be an actor and then i saw f is for family and heard his actual work and i was like jesus he actually has range when the hell yeah, that he's not bad uh so nathan fillion didn't see that coming oh yeah yeah nathan fillion tdk don't know who that is the elusive tdk i don't know of any dc comics character named tdk <laughs> couldn't find it either it's so, not out there yeah it, it, i don't I, it was not a failure of research on your side yeah, we've got Sean Gunn as Weasel. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a weird character. Yep. And I, it is, it, what was funny is like I've been really heavily steeped in uh in, in the Evil Dead franchise recently. Like I've just I have just been really into it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like in my head, I get the Raimi's and the Guns confused because I'll just be like, Oh yeah, Sean Gunn was doing that. Oh wait, nope. That was Ted Raimi in that makeup. Oh, gotcha. That, like, nope, nope. That was Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi using his brother for like fifteen different characters. Not James Gunn using his brother for like fifteen different characters. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so I do that a lot. Where I'm just so like I've I've in thinking about Weasel, I've called him Ted in my head about fifteen times. So, mm. but he looks like a weird character, and I'm, I'm down. I, I don't know what to think about it. Uh, happy to see Jai Courtney come back. Sure. Um. I'm weirdly excited about John Cena as Peacemaker. Like, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a good fit. They did, uh, they did show the DC Fandom exclusive sneak peek, and uh, the bit where he's like, 
like talking like, oh, he's a douchey Captain America, the guy who believes in peace at any cost, no matter how many people he needs to kill along the way. And <laughs> Cena's like, got it. Got it. Got this. Don't even worry. <laughs> it just made like, yes. Well, no, I don't need that. to go any further. Cool. I'm I can deal with all that. over this. I can deal with that. I'm like, and if, you know, if you had, had shown me John Cena and said, give me two people he could play in the DC universe, mm-hmm. I probably would have said Peacemaker or Guardian. Or Peacemaker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would make a good Guardian. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's pretty similar too, isn't it? Now that I'm thinking about it. it's Yeah, it actually is. And my third would be Eradicator. But we could probably just color grade him into being the uh, Guardian if you really want to. You probably could. You probably could. I think so. Uh, but yeah, that sneak peek though, man. I mean, so, short of actually getting a trailer. Damn. The sneak peek was good. The roll call was even uh, a lot of fun just to finally see everybody revealed. And, yeah. Uh, the animation style is always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to hear something fun? What's that? Re these characters. Oh, you forgot. Uh, did you mention Solsoria? I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I got curious. Like, all right, Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Did you have to look at these characters? I had to look at most of them. Uh, I knew Bloodsport. I, I knew some of them. I knew. I mean, uh, let's see. Let's, let's go over the list of what I knew. Actually, that's good. That's good. All right. Let's do a quick tally here. I'm just going to make two columns and we're going to do a J and a D. All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to just give me a yes or no. Bloodsport. You yes. knew him beforehand. Yes. Right, so that's, that's one. Uh, Blackguard. Uh, no. All right. Uh, Weasel. No. Okay. Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. I didn't know Ratcatcher 1. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Ratcatcher 1. I didn't know about 2. Wait, wait, wait. Was, was Rat... Now, I remember a Ratcatcher guy. I think his name was Ratcatcher. Maybe I do know Ratcatcher. There catcher. is a Ratcatcher. I remember a Ratcatcher. In Gotham. Yes, in Gotham. And yeah. he was... Otis he was Flanagan or something. Yes. And he's sending... Uh, he was sending rats with notes to Bane in in uh, solitary, and and like having yeah. the rats bring him protein so that he could like get jacked AF while and I he think was in having solitary. the rats be the protein sometimes. Yes, yes, okay. I know Ratcatcher. Yeah, so that's I don't know Ratcatcher too, but I know Ratcatcher. <laughs> I'm gonna because we're doing poorly. I'm gonna give us both credit on Ratcatcher. Um, <laughs> TDK, I don't even have to ask. Um, yeah, Mong Mongal. Absolutely, I know Mongal. Yeah, I was vaguely aware of that. Polka Dot Man, yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're a yes on that. Peacemaker, we're a yes on. Yes. Solsoria is a, that's a no. negative. Thinker, we're a yes on, but let's Absolutely. face it, due to Flash. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, that, have that, hey, Aust- I don't have an that, Ostrander knowledge that's going to get around to Hey, that. man, no. I, I'm not, I'm, we knew about it. Mm-hmm. It, it was the, there, so that's That's the that. criteria. <laughs> um, I'm going to give us King Shark because that's obvious, but he was technically yeah. a new character for what purposes my, of my little experiment. Uh, Savant, you know about him? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then Javelin Man? Mm, or just Javelin? No, I or didn't Javelin? know Javelin. Yeah. You're right, it's not Man. Well, he, I think they called him that when they were talking is why I wrote it down. Um, all right, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, so I got, I only know about six of these thirteen. Mm-hmm. You know about eight of the thirteen. Yeah. Um, and then King Shark, we all know his stuff. Javelin, hey, guess what? He throws javelins. Um, uh-huh. Savant, psh, uh huh. Savant, douchebag. That's a computer hacker. Um, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Um, <laughs> wait, who was a computer hacker? Savant's got a, a bit of a hacker. Uh, well, yeah, but he does too. like all the things. Like he, yeah, he's also a, he's a, one of those like memory people, memory muscle well, memory and a martial people. Martial artist on top of everything else. 
Again, according to the brief background I read, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, there are like whole pages where like he's going toe to toe with Black Canary, and she's just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah. There's Peacemaker one, two, or three. You get to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was aware of two of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and one version of Peacemaker apparently spent some time in South America, and given the names of the rest of the people in here, like the uh, there's a couple of uh, there's just a couple of Hispanic names in here that I'm thinking like maybe there's some maybe maybe that maybe I don't freaking know. Yeah. Uh, Solsoria, uh, she's almost vaguely whole cloth. Uh, Polka Dot Man, we know him. Um, uh, Polka Dot Man, if anybody doesn't know, I think they talked about it on the... Y'all talked about it on your review, you and Matt. Oh, yeah. Um, He's got the Polka Dots on his costume that come off and they're weaponized, and some of them are portals, some of them are like yeah. gliders and yeah, oh, throwing uh, stars, all sorts of shit. Sorry, I'll back up a little bit. Thinker, uh, super smart, just in case anybody's confused yeah. about what his name could possibly mean. He got a know. bunch of... Got a bulbous head, a bunch of mechanical shit hanging out of it. He's basically like... Tim tailored his brain. Um, Peacemaker <laughs> yeah. has. Now I'm just gonna. Now I'm just gonna hear Peter Capaldi going. Oh, no, I need more power. <laughs> um, uh, Peacemaker's. Yeah, yeah, he's jacked and he's he's all that, but he's also got some armor that makes him invulnerable and in certain like certain versions of him. He, he can go into space. Um, <laughs> Soul Soria. Fuck if I knew. Uh, we don't know if that's one or two words properly at this point. Uh, Mongal. Hey, you know. War World participant. She's going to be a badass with some blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polka Dot Man, in case anybody's curious, is, he's got all kinds of dots. And the The version that they're probably going to use and the version that's the coolest is the one where his dots have, like, it's like a utility belt. Mm-hmm. He's got a dot for everything he needs. Uh, TDK, fuck if anybody knows, but it's going to be Armful Off Boy. Um, you think? Yeah, based on one thing. Like, it, when you look at his logo, and I had this pointed out to me, I'm not, this isn't me. But when you look at his logo, but I, I did go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. The logo has his arms with this like weird fleshy pattern. Looks like the inside of a grapefruit. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like a like a white marrow kind of in the middle and then like little strips. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen Arm Fall Off Boy. Yeah. And then you look at the artwork on Arm Fall Off Boy and it's just identical. So it's either a really specific mislead or that's probably what we're dealing with. But, but the, okay. First of all. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion, apparently, I've just looked it up. Nathan Fillion has debunked that. So it's not arm fall off, boy, according to Nathan Fillion. That's well, a one hell of a red herring. Then. Also, the 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 logo he's got on his chest is like, you just see like, it's just like the L from the L. It's just the forearms, crossed forearms, making up like the crossbones underneath the skull. That's yeah. the whole logo. Yeah, let me find that. There's nothing there saying that it's arms falling off of anything no but he's literally got like when you look at the logo the arms themselves are like detached but they're not i mean they are but they're just <laughs> I mean, making they up crossbones like, they look like cartoony <laughs> artwork depicting a, a detached limb let's put it that way i don't think they do yeah but uh you know just like just looking at it right now um and also looking at arm fall off boy i'm like nah. i think he it looks look anything looks like very similar to me uh, he, he doesn't for sure. Like the, the rest of the uniform would be entirely different, but I don't know what the hell TDK stands for in any case. Oh, I don't know. I was joking, uh, with nerdy tastic that it would stand for his fighting style, which would be taunt, detach, knock out. But that's, you know, it would be funny hmm? if he called himself the dark Knight and everyone just makes fun of him is like, there's, you cannot call yourself the dark Knight. That's fantastic. <laughs> and they car, they call him like the dark knot. <laughs> Oh God! That'll that'll be good. 
I have, I, I genu- especially if he's debunked it himself, unless it's just part of the ruse. I don't, I have no fucking idea what TDK is. It's not represented anywhere. Uh, Ratcatcher yeah. 2 uh, mm-hmm. doesn't exist as far as I can tell. Okay. Ratcatcher 1, yes. Ratcatcher 2, pff, James Gunn. I don't know. I Weasel? think it's funny. I think it'd be funny if he was just like, you know what? I wanted to, ha- you know, I wanted to have a person of color and a female in this role. I called her Ratcatcher 2 just so people can't complain about it. Which is just smart. It's yep. specifically why he was able to just call out whoever that was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Weasel, Weasel has a history, and yeah. it actually has. It, there's a, there's a real history to Weasel, but I could not find for my life in in the you know the well I say for my life in the ten minutes of research that I did could not find any <laughs> proof that Weasel was not an actual human named Weasel. Uh-huh. I I can't tell if the the actual like. CGI'd weasel version is, you know, partly new. I, I don't really know where that lands. I'm personally just offended that he chose Sean Gunn instead of Polly Shore. That, I mean, the whistle. Ah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't care. But <laughs> it would have been a funny callback. It would have been a funny callback that I would have hated every second of. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like your joke and is as far I really, as I want that to end. Now I really wish they had done it because <laughs> of, I don't know why, but I get like this weird joy when you are that annoyed by something. I know. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it too. Um, uh, Bloodsport, you know, uh, and his, his trick is basically he can just teleport weapons into his hands. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's just like every other Merc who's ever taken on Gotham. Uh, Blackguard and this part cracked me up because I didn't I didn't know this at all. Um, I didn't know Blackguard at all. Black, Blackguard is apparently known for being kind of stupid. Uh huh. Like he gets a major intelligence upgrade at some point mm-hmm. uh, from like the future, <laughs> like literally from like the boost, booster gold era future. Mm-hmm. And all it does is make him average intelligence. <laughs> That's funny. So when they say Pete Davidson's playing him, some part of me is like, yeah, they did that on purpose. And in some versions, he's kind of like whatever upgrade that was wore off or something. And he's he's just back to being kind of kind of thick. Well, you know, that just makes me sad he's not Charlie Day. I mean, that would be good, too. But I think but Davidson's yeah. a bit taller. Yeah. Um, a lot easier to play, to fill that role. Like if you put Charlie Day on set with the rest of that crew. You would have to explain why he's a short guy, because I think Charlie Day is like five eight, five nine maybe. Um, compared to the rest of these guys, he's going to look small. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I, the other thing cracked me about Blackguard is like they've named him and given him a story, but he's basically like when you look at the the just what he is, dumb dude with armor. He's a he's he's a goon, like he's a henchman mm-hmm. with a backstory. That's it. <laughs> you just picked a random henchman and we're like, you have you're named something now. And here's how you got here. Point was the the quick stats that I found. Yeah. All right. So just going through the actual DC Comics Encyclopedia. I thought, mm-hmm. why not? Why not do this just by that? Uh, sure enough. Uh, hold on. Let me pull something up. All right. Sure enough. Um, what was it? All right. So four. Yeah. So Bloodsport, Mongal, kind of Peacemaker, and Savant have actual like they they're actually. They have a segment in the DC Comics Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, granted, it's it's 
It's one book. If it was an actual encyclopedia that was that was literally full of everything they ever used, it would be like four or five of these books. Right. So it is selective about what it uses. But um, only four, which amounts to 31%, have their own section. And among those, you almost have to take out Mongal because her section is just a tiny little sidebar in Mongol's section. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two of them. Yeah, two of them at 15. Mm, sorry. <laughs> I wrote my notes down really weird. I'm having to decipher them. Wish I had hold music sometimes. All right. <clears throat> 15% are briefly mentioned. So that was Mongal somewhere. All right. So Mongal is briefly mentioned in somebody else's bio. Mm-hmm. The thinker, and this actually really cracked me up, is mentioned in somebody else's bio as well. Uh, I forget even who it was. Somebody or I'd never heard of before. And the thing that really cracked me up was like it. If you look through the index, Thinker had like two. Um, it had two citations in the index, mm-hmm. and I found them really quickly on page two seventy three or whatever it was. But on page one seventy whatever it was, I read that page three times and never found his name. I think it was a legit typo. I think he was actually only mentioned one time. <laughs> That's funny. Fifty four percent. So seven of these thirteen have absolutely. No history whatsoever, according to the, like, when they put together that that book where they were pulling all these names, these guys were so far below the radar, they never even made it, they never made a mention, not even in somebody else's bio. And then you got the other, you got the weirdos like TDK, Ratcatcher 2, uh, Soulsoria, that seemingly have no history whatsoever, that they, they may be whole cloth to some extent. That was 10% of them right there that might actually just be completely new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they said that they've gone after some D-listers or whatever, or some eight string, what did Jim Lee say? It was like eight string or something. Anyway. Nah, yeah, I said that. I said yeah, eight was it you? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Thanks for thinking I'm Jim Lee, though. Jesus. I could have sworn he mentioned something about that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard him say that. Yeah. So when they say that these things are off the radar, they are not kidding. This is deeply off the radar. But also, uh, I wanted to uh, just give it some percentages because if anyone's thinking like, "Man, I didn't know some of these people," yeah, no one does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 pulled deep and hard to get these names. Yeah, and the more obscure they are, the more the the more likely I think it is they're going to die. Well, sure, really quickly. I mean, I do think we can probably uh, so the behind the scenes footage, um, the other thing that they released, which was also uh, just deeply entertaining. Um, some part of me wants to go just take apart that little siege scene. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone we see on the beach in that siege scene, we can at least be sure isn't, isn't like when he said, don't get attached. I feel like he's going to kill a couple people in like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, probably. So yeah, I, I feel like we could almost go through there and be like, well, he's still around. He's still around. Cause this looks like it happens later in the film. Mm-hmm. Other than that, or, or as a good test, if you see them standing next to Harley, they're good. <laughs> or they're dead because there's no way they're going to kill her. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if, if, uh, if you see, well, actually, if you see them next to Harley and Harley's in a few outfits, that means they made it through several costume changes for Harley, meaning they're not going to, they're I really not getting only, off early. I really only saw Harley in that Injustice 2 costume. I mean, there was like that sort of like a. I'm not sure if that was an Injustice 2 or like an Arkham. Uh, oh, no, no. It's, it looks like Injustice 2. It's pretty, like I looked it up. Oh, is that close? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think I saw her in one other outfit at some point, one glance, but I might be wrong. You talking about when she's got the rocket launcher? Uh, I mean, most of the time she's got something, she's got the, like the Injustice 2 outfit on, it looks like. 
There's like just one shot in there somewhere where it looks like the leather. Wearing... Obviously red and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the reason I said Arkham City was um, I actually like, you remember the Steam games that got released for free? Yep. Um, the trailers that I'm sure we'll get to were so exciting that I was like, I just kind of want to go play that game for a second. Now, I hate playing it on a computer. It's awkward and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the cutscenes it had her and I was like, man, that is really close. Because it was just like a cross hatched red and white leather outfit, a red and black leather outfit thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So this sneak peek, though, I think it was funny because like I was showing my wife and James Gunn is like, it's going to be different from any superhero movie that's ever been made. And she was just like, you know, I would just like once I would just like for them to do a trailer or a sneak peek where they're like, this is going to be the exact same kind of thing you've seen a million times before. And just be like really excited about it. Just, like If you've seen a superhero movie, a, you have seen this movie. It's a fine point. You're like, Did, you've seen these before and you liked it? Cool. No surprises coming your way. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this. Um, I did. We I, know why I, you're here, and you're gonna get it. <laughs> I, I uh, laughed my dick off with 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 uh, Harley cackling and shooting that bazooka. Yeah, that was. Uh, and the, the the one of the big like you know I don't generally take what they're saying with the producers and director and all that shit are saying. I don't. I just don't care. But one thing that like. There are a couple of things in here that I really liked where Peter Saffron said, this is a gritty 1970s war movie, mm-hmm. um, you know, combined with the brilliance of James Gunn's characters and comedy. That's fine. But 19, gritty 1970s war movie is real cool. Mm-hmm. That's the part that kind of just like, hey, now <laughs> that is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I laughed when James Gunn was like, within each of our characters, there's a certain beauty. Well, in most of them, some of them are pretty crappy through and through. <laughs> you know, there's some real redeemable. Co- not not all of them. Some are terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I, saw, I knew I saw another outfit. There's, she's in the dress too. Yeah, there's. She's a dress. in that red dress, but like it keep it's. Now that I'm looking for it and looking at just specifically the red dress, it's like stages of tattered red dress. Uh-huh. <laughs> like she's in great shape when she starts. And after a while, it's just hanging off her shoulders. Um, I got really excited and laughed my, my butt off when Flula said, everyone's exploding genitals, heads, arms, legs. <laughs> like, why would you start off with genitals? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I think there's a scene, just, just, I think there's a scene specifically where there's genitalia being blown up. Maybe and he said that, and and just in that instant in his head, he's like, "No, I got to say other stuff too." And he's like, "Arms and legs," and trying to cover it up. I don't think Flula would try to cover anything up. But this is also <laughs> true. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, did I say that? Oh well." He's such a uh, deeply strange and hilarious individual. This is true. Um, I liked that Idris Elba said it was like a massive graphic novel brought to life. Um, and I believe James Gunn for the for the most part when he says this is by far the biggest movie I've ever made. I believe him. Yeah, the dude very much he's a he doesn't hold anything back when he gets in there. He fuck, he takes As his shot. As we've seen. As we've yeah. seen, he doesn't hold anything back. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he he takes his shot though. Uh but yeah, uh and I enjoyed this. I enjoyed that like David Ayer posted shared that post. Of, of that sneak peek by Gunn and captioned it with a heart. And I like that Gunn says David Ayer has been a great guy and a great support to me from the go. And I'll always appreciate it. And then, uh, you know, 
he says, I'm just a fan. I knew you were going to crush it, but seeing you went old school with the looks and the vibe tells me I'm going to be, it's going to be insane. Like I like it when, when, you know, everyone was trying to like, or so many people, not everyone, but so many people on Twitter, you see, are trying to like pit the two against each other. And they're just like, Nope. Like you killed it. Yeah, man. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. When can I get a ticket? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matthew Salvatore wants to know, uh, at pure Lego, sorry, pure genius Lego on Twitter. He just put out a new stop motion that was and great. it looks, it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew says, uh, who do you guys think are the first suicide squad members to kick the bucket? Uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. I really do think Taika. <laughs> Unless he's King Shark and he just doesn't talk a lot. Taika. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Taika. I don't. Nathan Fillion. No, because again, based on Nate, my siege scene theory, mm-hmm. I think he's on that beach. But that might be at the beginning of the movie. We don't know. It could very well be. It could you don't very know. well be. You know, I part of me wants to say javelin because it, it, looking up his history, it, it's he's a bit notorious for having seemingly died several times. <laughs> uh huh. So part of me is hoping they're like they have a bit where he like gets gruesomely murdered up front. And then later, he's just like on scene, ready to go. And they're like, what the fuck? I'm fine. You were like, like, we saw your intestines. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> yep. That could be fun. Yeah. Maybe Ratcatcher, just because I don't remember seeing her very much in the, um, in that little behind mm. the scenes. Well, if she's hiding and like having, has rats doing everything for her. Yeah. She would be kind of skulking through the sewers a little bit, but. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know who goes down exactly. But see, when when they first announced the cast, I was like Nathan Fillion. He's too big a name, and he's and he's funny. They're gonna kill him in like five minutes, and it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, and plus, I was like, you know, they 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 said, oh yeah, he's gonna be in Guardians, and he was like literally the voice of a dog, like for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, and then in like they're like, oh yeah, he's gonna be in Garden Gar- uh, Guardians too, and then it was like he was Wonder Man, but he was. Like the actor before he becomes Wonder Man, and he was like literally on a poster, and that was it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm just like, look, man, he's perpetually on procedural television. He's he doesn't have time for this. <laughs> he's a busy dude. What's he on now? The rookie, I think. Yep. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to get to, to Snyder's Justice League? Yeah, we absolutely should. All right. So um, on August 12th, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way and give you this update. You all this update, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Fisher said, uh, during the L.A. reshoots for Justice League, Jeff Johns summoned me to his office to belittle and admonish my and my agent's attempts to take grievances up the proper chain of command. He then made a thinly veiled threat to my career. This behavior cannot continue. And then he had his accountability is greater than entertainment. Then on August 20th, he says, after five weeks of interviews with various cast and crew, Warner Media has officially launched an independent third-party investigation to get to the heart of the toxic and abusive work environment created during Justice League reshoots. This is a massive step forward. I believe this investigation will show that Jeff Johns, Joss Whedon, John Berg, and others grossly abused their power during the uncertainty of AT&T's merger with Time Warner. Thank you, Warner Media and AT&T, for making strides to ensure a safer workplace for all. Uh, so yeah, that all of that's how that's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Johns it's, and Whedon and Berg. It's getting a bit lawyery up in here. Getting a bit lawyery. Whew. 
by the I way, they did about that for a minute. Is like he kind of went quiet. And was like, yeah, he's talking to lawyers. That's that's why he's quiet. He's he's talking to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't you don't go willy nilly into that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Warner Media, Warner Max has uh, has launched a uh, an official Snyder Cut uh, Twitter account, and you can follow that at Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Let's get to the mm-hmm. fandom stuff. Sure. Freaking the Justice League trailer! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, hallelujah indeed, dude. That Omega symbol carved into his chest, into yeah. Darkseid's chest. Like, yeah. I didn't know. That I had that thirst until it was quenched. <laughs> it's kind of good that, I mean, I'm glad that it's something a little different because honestly, like when you think about say like the animated dark side from, you know, mm-hmm. back in the jail uh, days. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of, he effectively has like a midriff going on. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have it a midriff. He's got, like you a know, exposed down there. Like a, no, he's got like a tunic and he's got a big belt and then he's got like, what may be a skirt or a skort? Let me see. <laughs> um, let's see here. A skort, that's a skort's a decent description. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a belt, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that, extend, that extends further than my imagination was remembering. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never mind. But hey, you there's know, other also, versions, other anime versions. He's got like a little bit of an ab situation going on, maybe. And, yeah. But also like this this version here that we've got at the beginning of this trailer, yeah. this is this is like in the in the theatrical trailer, we got all this, but it mm-hmm. was Steppenwolf. They replaced him with Steppenwolf fighting the Amazonians and you know the forces of the the gods, uh uh and the forces of Earth, the Atlanteans and whatnot. Uh, they had it was Steppenwolf originally, mm-hmm. or not originally, but what in the theatrical version. But Zach always wanted to be Darkseid, so this is not even like proper Darkseid. This is Uxos. This is like a young Darkseid before he was Darkseid. So there's that. <laughs> uh, happy as hell to see any of it. Um, that shot <laughs> where it shows. The nightmare sequence where it shows the Justice League. We've seen that in storyboard. We've never seen it. Uh, yeah, I've only seen the drawings. For real, for real. And did you, like, I hear that there was more. Like, I think Zach said there was more um, in the in the uh, real in motion uh, cast that that I talked about earlier. He said there were, there were more Easter eggs in that shot than just the trident. It was Aquaman's trident, Wonder Woman's shield. Thomas Wayne's portrait, and then a Joker card comes flying through. The Joker card I saw first time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me like four or five times. Well, I just I just didn't blink at the right second. Like, I, you right. Know, eventually, you'll see it, but you have to. It's only there for a, a fraction of a second. So, there's yeah, something. You can see the trident. You can see the shield. I can see a portrait. There is something in that rubble that's like, oh. like a yellowish, and I'm like. That's kind of standing out to me, but I can't make out what it is. Right under the justice? Yep. Yeah, there's something going on there, but I can't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Looks a little bit like a crown, but not really. I'm like, is it skeets? Is it skeets? <laughs> <laughs> Just boosters, chest plate. Snyder already teased booster gold a little bit in Man of Steel. Um, And then we get the Warner Max logo, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, I like that. I'm just glad like that thing's out there now. Yes, it, yes, sir. We've got Wonder Woman finding the arrow from the from the uh, from the theatrical cut, which is mm-hmm. you know obviously you know uh, that was part of the plan. Cool. Yeah, and, it is interesting uh, to see what's still here now. 
It is, and but uh, with with different emphasis almost like or like oh yeah, the Joss reshot this. Joss yeah. reshot this. Obviously, like, this is you know, uh, like Wonder Woman. You know, looking at the girl, smiling at the girl. You know, all of that stuff. Like Ben looking at the hologram is there. Aquaman like stripping before he jumps into the water. Yeah. Like, that was cut from theatrical. Victor playing football was cut. Like, it was just, like, all the things that people said didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, nope, this is here. This is here. Barry saving Iris. Victor digging up his own grave. Um, unobscured Batman without the stupid tarp, which I'll never understand that. <laughs> like, what was the tarp about? I don't even... Uh, yeah. Martha going to see Lois, which I squealed a second time when I realized that. Oh, no, that's the Martian Manhunter. That's Martian Manhunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aquaman leaving his bubble. Freaking Dark Side, you know, at the at the beginning of that battle, uh, at the from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was not expecting to see Desaad. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I just I wasn't sure if there was room for all of Apocalypse to hop over here, but I guess so. Yeah, I was not expecting to see Desaad. And also, Desaad looks a lot like the theatrical Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah, he really Like, did. they were just like, yeah, we got this face. And they're, they It'd think... It'd be a shame they, to waste that face. They think Steppenwolf's too scary and spiky and evil. Let's mm-hmm. just put this guy on there. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We've already bought him. We've already bought the face. <laughs> um... And by the way, I'm just loving this song. I I I, I do. I love uh, Leonard Cohen, and I love this song by him. You know what? Last night I listened to the Jeff Buckley version for the first time. Really? You never heard yep. that? No. Oh, it's gorgeous. Hated it. Oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely hated it. Yes, it was sir. just. It was just not my cup of tea, man. Mm-mm. Just absolutely I mean, despised it. It is <laughs> in in some ways the opposite of the uh, Cohen version. Because, like, the Cohen version yeah. is, is charmingly off-key. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's it's charmingly off-key, and it's mm-hmm. also, like, a, a full production in certain ways. Whereas the Jeff Buckley version is just, like, him, a guitar, and him uh, w- with his, like, flawless, uh, very high-registered voice. Uh, yeah. It's, but you know, it also sounded like to me, and I don't know Jeff Buckley from Adam really. I I just that's that was the first thing I've ever heard him do. But just I mean, listening that would normally to it, not be a bad introduction to Jeff Buckley, but right. But just listening to it, it was just like this sounds like someone doing a cover of something that they have no real emotional resonance with. Like like oh, all no. all of the parts I would expect to be emphasized were not emphasized. Like nothing was. It was just him being like, I can sing good. And I'm like, yeah, oh, no. you got it, but there's especially live versions where you can tell he flirts with the nah. song and teases it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. It's one of those people he got he got to put out a little bit, and then he was kind of really hitting his stride as a uh, recording artist and mm-hmm. died. Yeah, but you know, you got to look up like um, uh, Grace, Dream Brother, uh, Last Goodbye. My favorites. What would you uh, What would you say? I mean, I <sighs> these are fantastic. Just look up. There's a, an album called like Mystery White Boy. Um, he did in France. I have no idea what's going on with the title, but whatever. I think it was like in 96 <laughs> or 95. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's clearly fluent in French because he just he speaks to the uh, crowd in either what is very rehearsed French or off the, off the cuff uh, fluency. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't speak French to be able to tell the difference. But um, yeah, he's uh, 
it's it, he really puts on a great show there, and he plays and he does a an incredible version of the song on that particular performance. I mean, I'll I'll be honest, man. The the likelihood of that happening is very 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 low. very low if that's your introductory uh, yeah, take on like, it. Yeah, I just yeah, but I'm even even before this trailer, I was a, I'm a Leonard Cohen guy. I like Leonard Cohen. I get it. He's a, he's a, you know, an so, incredible songwriter. Here's um, weird stories about this song too with with Cohen. Like he wrote he wrote this song for like a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he had like, I think it was something like forty verses or something. I mean, it was insane. I, I he could it. not stop writing the song, and apparently his producers had to be like, "No, you're doing this, this, and this. Get in there." Yeah, but yeah, I just I love how the I love how the song goes along with the with the trailer, and we we know from that uh, Real in Motion podcast that Zach had this thing. He had this. He had a cut of this trailer for like for years, for like two yeah. years. Yeah. Um. And he had this song in mind for it the whole time. Oh yeah, and apparently. I've I've seen some of the naysayers be like, you know, oh, so so lame for him to like use the same song he used in Watchmen, and screw you, <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. And even when they asked him in in real motion, it's like he got kind of weird. Like it mean the song means something to him. He's clearly got yeah a, a history with the song that he didn't feel comfortable completely putting out there. Yeah, so. Just shut up. <laughs> let him, Look, let him use the song. If and anybody who has a, a musical side, I has you've got something in your tank that's like that. You, you hear it and it hits you a certain way. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like what the song says. There's a blaze of light in every word. It doesn't matter which you heard, the holy or the broken hallelujah. But my favorite's like the minor fall and the major lift. Yeah. So, so meta. I don't know. I enjoyed that part. I always have enjoyed that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I love like the bit where it says, and even though it all went wrong and we see this, we see cyborg staggering and emotional. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And then we transition right to the Lord of standing. I stand before the Lord of song and we, it's like Lois mm-hmm. looking up at Superman, like, Oh my yep. God. <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. Um, I love seeing hitting the button, the mother box disintegrating with freaking Papa stone inside of it. And, you yeah. see, like Cyborg, just like screaming, and like Steppenwolf blurred behind him, like coming up behind, just like, oh my god, dude! Yeah, it's, it looks so not, good. I I don't know exactly the nuts and bolts of what's going on in that scene. I do know it's going to rip me apart. Uh huh. I mean, just just seeing, just seeing like Victor's dad, like his like starting to disintegrate, like the blood running out of his nose and just like, Oh my God, like that sacrifice play. Cause that's yeah. what, that's gotta be a sacrifice play. It's gotta be a sacrifice. Some part of me wondered, like, is it a way of keeping himself kind of alive? Like, is he going into the box to some extent to, I think he's help? trying to just, des- I think he's trying to destroy the mother box to keep Steppenwolf from using it. Maybe it could be. I, I wondered if it was like, if, if he had to be integrated into it somehow in order for it to work for cyborg. Yeah. I don't know if it was that. Also, I haven't heard anybody bring up the scene where uh, Cyborg is just digging away in a graveyard. I mean, I brought it up a minute ago, but like, I think oh, it was confirmed sorry. that that's where his mom was buried and he was buried. Okay. See, he's, there's he two stones buried, in front of him. Quote, unquote. Yeah, whatever they whatever they buried and had a, a service to. Yeah. Um, whatever they put in the ground. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. That's going to be another one of those scenes that's probably like Snyder really wasn't kidding about him being the heart of this movie. No, no, that's, that's, that's clear in, in just the trailer. Yeah. And 
<laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you listened to the, the last episode where Matt was just like, just seeing this trailer, it was more cohesive than anything we got in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I mean, especially if you had really been paying attention to the movies and, and went in expecting some continuation. Yeah, this is this is what you were expecting. Not not what happened in 2017. I don't even think I was expecting this. I don't know what I was expecting. Well, this like, was closer for sure. Yeah, oh my God. God Stephen like, is, is, is super spiky. That is true. He is super spiky. Um, he actually looks way more menacing in every in every possible way. Yeah, he looks more menacing and more believable. I don't as, mess as with him. a force to be met, reckoned with. Yeah, dude, those beats though, like the the parademons hitting the Batmobile, Superman and Steppenwolf like clashing. Oh yeah, Batman taking blast. Boom, 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 boom. Like. When oh they did the thing God. with the music where they swore like, it swells up the like it uh the the uh, that those little cutaways to black where they mm-hmm. broke in between in the music really that was a great it was a great time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and God damn that scene when he's just Yeah, the Batman <laughs> getting hit with the fucking that's whew. How pumped did you get the first time you saw Batman repelling a pair of demons? <laughs> I, I don't even I'm just like was it just beyond registry at I, that point? I just like all like there was just too much information, honestly. Uh, Barry and the Speed Force, maybe, maybe he's in. I don't know where he's at. It looks maybe like the Speed Force. Uh, I, Clark with Lois and Martha in the field. We know it's like everything's uh, going very fast, and he looks confused. That's all I can tell you for sure. Yeah, and showing me Clark with 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 Martha and 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 Lois in that field. Yeah, yeah. Showing me the scene with Wonder Woman smiling at the girl. Show you are not gonna sit here and tell me. Nobody's gonna sit here and tell me that Snyder doesn't know know how to do those kinds of beats. Yeah, like absolutely. I have cried watching this trailer every time, <laughs> and not just cathartic, actual moved tears. Absolutely. Um, well, all right, beat for beat, then the next couple shots are uh, Cyborg apparently just redirecting a series of missiles. Well, that that's a simulation. Is it? That's a simulation. He's running inside of his own mind. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and we get like an Atlant- the, the old Atlantean king. There you go. Okay. And then we've got Cyborg then, saving yeah, Mark see, McClure. All I see is like the Aquaman symbol and a lot of stuff exploding around it. That's all you can really yeah. almost make out. Yep. We've got yeah, that's the king. Yeah, we got Cyborg saving the cop that we that was cut. Uh huh. And that was Mark McClure, the guy that played Jimmy Olsen in, in the old Reeves movies. Oh, cool. Um, we get Barry running, and the ground. I don't know if you notice this. The ground is literally forming under his feet. Let me go back and check that out real quick. Look at that. Like I don't know if he's running back in time. I don't know what the hell's happening. I don't know if he's like literally changing history, and like so shit is like reforming it. I don't know what's happening. But it looks dope. I mean, it looks great. I love the lightning effects. It almost looks like the universe is in front of him and actual Terra's behind him. Because it kind of looks, it looks spacey and ethereal except for under him. Where, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the ground is almost forming beneath him. I don't know, I don't know how that's going to play out. It looks cool. It looks pretty fucking cool, though. <laughs> and of course, like the button, dude. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hills. He's never oh, fought us. God. Not us yeah. united. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. I oh my gosh, man! I mean, even the scene where they're just all lined up and kind of waiting on the ship. I I got a yes, little, I got a little wet just looking at that. I was like this, this is oh God, I get to see this. <laughs> well, yeah, I got a little wet, but by that I mean like I had tears mm-hmm. coming out of my eyes. Like I don't I'm not mean even that I had get a specific. I'm just gonna say there was moisture. <laughs> 
<laughs> You've heard of the Mandela effect. Now you, now you this make is the, it what you will. It's probably the true. Man, it's the Mangina effect. Yeah. <laughs> Always sharing every part. Yeah. It was, uh, mm. Oh, of all the things, did you know? Did you know it's just how like all right, is my? You look at everybody, every every face there. Superman's like a little bit of a grin, like, well, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Batman almost looks like he's ready to brag. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Look at my shit. Uh, Cyborg is just kind of. He's there for it, but he's just it's pretty stoic looking, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Aquaman, kind of stoic looking. Um, Gal's got a bit of a, she's a bit of a bit blank. She's she's looking with interest, but not particularly, I don't know, moved one way or the other. And then right. there's Ezra with this giant shit eating, like, <laughs> kind of grin on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Just, just unqualified joy. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah. Zach said that uh, you're going to see the Flash in the film. He's going to uh, use a power that you've he doesn't think we've ever seen before. Cool. Um, he says it has something to do with his abilities because you know he's a quantum character. He interacts with time and space, so you might see him do something with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really cool. Over on the uh, – what was fun is like over on the um, Real Emotion cast with Scott and all the guys, Snyder said – they asked him if he was uh, going to have – at any point, he was going to have the mullet and the beard, Superman. <laughs> Zach was just like, you know, I think the beard was a possibility. The mullet, that's, it's just a tough one. It's hard It's hard to make that look badass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, let's see. What does... Oh, Henry Cooper on Twitter Wants to know, uh, at this point with Zack Snyder uh, is getting his cut and Ben Affleck is coming back for Flash, do you think Justice League Season 2 is a possibility? Um, you know, during, and I would once again direct you to the the Real in Motion cast that uh, that Ben and Dave the Film Junkie and Scott from, from Squadcast and all those cats did um because Zack Snyder shows up and he talks about that a little bit like he's just he seems it feels like something like that has not yet been negotiated he's definitely not he's like he 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 talks about like uh he always giving directors the advice shoot all your bullets mm-hmm. it's always way easier to you know come up with new bullets to make new bullets <laughs> <laughs> if the story gets continued yeah. and he said, you know, he, he did not get to shoot all of his bullets for, even for this. So, um, I, I definitely think he's down for a season two. And, you know, like I said earlier, when they mentioned Ben Affleck coming back for a season two, he knocked on wood and, and grinned, but I don't think that's a certainty. So do everything you can to watch this shit and make sure <laughs> that <clears throat> HBO max and Warner max and everybody knows that we want more of this is, is, I, I do think that uh, Ben Affleck coming back for Flash means that he's open to more stuff as Batman. But I I think literally he signed some papers and it was, I think it was like at the, at just that quick of a turnaround where it was like, I don't even have time to talk to Zach about this. Yes, I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to have a, I don't think there's going to be a lack of eyes on this thing when we finally get to it. Yeah, I mean, I certainly hope not. And he he still didn't. Uh, so the the thing that still remains to be seen is how they're going to release it scheduling wise. Just what exactly yeah. they're going to do. And he still doesn't know. Like it's yeah. going to be in four one hour parts. 
He doesn't know if it's going to be weekly. He doesn't know if they're going to drop it all at once. It's probably going to be weekly. And as Scott was pointing out on the podcast, it was probably going to be something like they they release it mid-month and probably in a weekly, weekly format so that they can release over two months. They can drive subscriptions over two months' time mm-hmm. and then release like the whole four-hour cut in that third month. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it. I think it would make sense. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be like a back-to-back nightly event thing for sure. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would be wasting a lot of possible pickups for them. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like that. But yeah. um, hmm? I paused it on this, and now I've seen it. There's like a brown leather office chair in the Justice League apocalypse, like in the nightmare scene. <laughs> okay, it's a weird thing to be there, but it's intact. I just went and looked at like I, I just. <laughs> Rewound it to look at it. Now that I'm staring at it, like on the on the left side of the screen, this is Bruce's old desk chair. This is Bruce's old desk chair. You know, he's a rich guy. Bought something that would last. Rich Corinthian leather. I mean, it lasted through a fucking apocalypse. (laughs) Made out of cockroach leather. It's gonna be like Perry White's chair or some shit. Oh God. I don't know. There's a there's an office chair. If that's fucking dude, I I, I just got choked up even thinking about that. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, everybody's dead in this version. What do you want? <laughs> All right, you want to talk about Black Adam? Let's do it. I promise we'll get back to some Snyder Cut stuff. <laughs> yeah. Literally every panel talked about how they're excited to see Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. It's and, and at this point, everyone's uh, it's almost redundant for us to talk about how much how much we'd like to see it. Hmm. So let's talk about Black Adam. They, they put out this official teaser and uh, it wasn't actually like any kind of filmed footage. It was all like concept art. But am I crazy? I was pumped after the Black Adam segment. Absolutely. But am I crazy? Or is is freaking Black Adam floating in space next to the freaking Heart of Darkness? Hmm. Well, let me look that up. The Heart of Darkness gym that holds Eclipso. I remember there being something like that. Let me see. That it was harvested from, from Apocalypse itself. <sighs> Damn your ads. That's an ad for Quibi. <laughs> ad for Quibi. That, that's going to be like a... It's a time capsule at that point. Oh, man. That's what happens when a platform doesn't do well. We're going through the halls. And we got it muted, but I'm sure Dwayne Johnson's saying something epic. Speaking of just the... Uh, you know, being stripped down version of what they could get together. Uh, man, it was really nice to see Boss Logic getting some official love too. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's been getting some official love. He man. has. He has. He but has like, been. Uh, he's been doing covers and shit. He's he's man. It's been. You don't do what he did and not get official at some point. His stuff's been impressive for years. I'm just I'm just glad the dude's getting paid now. <laughs> yeah, and he's always been a nice bloke too. Like I've I know I've asked him if we could use uh, some of his artwork for our covers for. our podcast cover I mean, art a few times and he's like yeah dad, go go for it yeah it's it's roughly yeah man sure whatever dude yeah i'm still waiting for any kind of heart of anything oh yeah that yeah. Does look a little bit like it yeah you're right yeah it's like a purple purple, purple diamond it's a very specific kind of purple yes it is well and here's something else to consider is like when it gets up to his face it kind of it changes his yeah you see him skeletally on that one side mm-hmm. I don't know what that means exactly I don't know. It would be seemingly relevant. But during well, that panel... he's talking about how he kind of escapes, though. So maybe that's... Yeah. Maybe like they, they trapped him conf- in the heart of darkness. Well, they had to have confined him with magic. That's mm-hmm. the only way you could defeat somebody like Black Adam. So maybe there's some... I don't know. Maybe the, the, 
maybe the heart of darkness makes its way into the picture somehow and it's magic yeah. too so i guess it maybe just unleashes it a little bit maybe um, maybe that's his ticket out yes i dug this though he says what kandok needed was a hero what they got instead was me like damn <laughs> damn yes please yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we see Hawkman, we got Dr. Fate, we got Cyclone and Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher just smashed this dude's head. He just like yeah. like in the in the in the art. Um the, now there 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 was a question of where Hawk Girl is, and The Rock on Twitter said Hawk Girl was in our original JSA team. Sadly, it's a complicated story I'll share with the fans down the road, but it opened up the door for another awesome opportunity for another actress to come in. And crush the role of Cyclone. I believe it all works out how it's meant to. Okay. So there was an IP situation somewhere back in the day. I don't know if there was or if there was just something else. Like, I don't know. Eh, maybe. I don't know. We'll the, see. Uh, Someday. Maybe. I think my favorite line coming out of it when he was, uh, of all the, what was it like? It was basically a 15 minute pitch by Dwayne Johnson to just explain to you why you're going to be excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. And it worked on me for sure. Um, I mean, all you had to say was the rock and black Adam. I was down. I was down. <laughs> You didn't have to show me the cool logo and the Boz Logic stuff. I was good. Um, <laughs> I love that logo too. The little A coming down. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. But he. Oh, and we he see goes, Shazam in the teaser. We do. We we see the Wizard Shazam. Yes, the actual proper as um, as uh, as made up in in the Shazam movie. It looks like Jaiman Hansu. Yeah. Well, in theory, it's it's supposed to be the same guy. And well, yeah, canon, I'm just saying but, this is this is reiterating that it's in the canon. Yes. Uh, but my favorite part was him explaining, and he kind of says this a couple times and kind of rephrase and repeats a little, uh, but Black Adam will show no restraint. Yeah. That that may be one of my favorite parts of what I was I was told. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a guy that's just, yeah, he, he sees a wrong, he wants to right it, and uh, that's how he sees his actions. What you're going to see in, as a result of it is ultraviolence. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> You know, and there was there was some talk about like, oh, I wonder who's going to have a cameo, and oh my god, and you know maybe maybe, but you know this this whole section that there's the whole section there where he was doing his thing, where he's like, get a message out to some of the other ones, some of the other DC superheroes, the Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Let them know something. Things will never be the same because the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. I'm like, <laughs> when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, it all sounds fun, but you're just doing the wrestler thing right now. Like, I don't consider <laughs> Look, this in any way has a promise a of anything. And a skill set. I get it. I, yeah, I in no way interpret this as being like, oh yeah, they're definitely doing a like a whole cameo. You I, know, like, I don't I, interpret it as anything outright. But I will say this. If it wasn't The Rock saying it, you, you like if it was even just like Zachary Levi saying, "I've got, I've got it in for you, Soups." Mm-hmm. Part of you would be thinking, "Holy shit, they're kind of trying to tease that that that, that Soups may be involved." It's almost because of the rockiness of the situation that you think, "Nah, no, 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 no." Well, it also doesn't help that he's been beating the same drum for like five years. <laughs> he has, but he's also the one that's been beating the "I want to play Black Adam" drum for forever. Yeah, and he's gotten his way so far. Well, sure. <laughs> like apparently, what back in you remember back in the day when we reported this is like three years ago now mm-hmm. when we were talking about that Black Adam was a kind of a vague idea a little bit, and then basically Dwayne Johnson walks into an office, and when he walks out, the entire the entire building goes, "Yes, this is happening now." It's yeah. what, it, 
it's effectively what everybody involved in that meeting made it sound like. It was like, yeah, we weren't quite sure. Then he walked in and we were like, mm-hmm, yeah, how much money do you need? Well, what, what, do we, what do we need to make this happen? We got to work and all day we smelled something strange and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And then it turned out it was what The Rock was cooking. <laughs> because he came in. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I Look, and I saw Jim Lee posting about it earlier. It's like the star power and uh, charisma that this guy exudes kind of thing. And it, it is just true. Like, The Rock's the kind of person where you're in a room with him and you fucking know you're in a room with The Rock. Oh, yeah. I mean, the dude can be in, like, a shitty C movie. Like, something that shouldn't even theoretically show up on Sci-Fi Channel. Yes. And yes, like I'm thinking of Rampage. Well, I was oh, thinking okay. of Rampage. Yeah. But I was, yeah, I did watch Rampage. That was terrible. <laughs> the guy can make half a billion dollars worldwide because he's the freaking rock. Yeah. Well, here's the crazy part. How many times have you thought this? If Maybe you have too. Uh, I, I don't know how many trailers I've watched where it was a movie that he was in, and I thought, well, that's not going to be a good movie, but it's not going to be his fault. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to think, well, he did his part. I don't know which one he's dropped I'm, the weight, but... No, I've never thought that. I don't think. I've thought, <laughs> I've thought oh, that looks awful. I will never see that. I'm glad the rock got paid. Skyscraper a couple years ago. I was like, that's going to be terrible. I'm not going to. I'm never going to watch that movie. But I will watch the movie. I was just like, I'm just like, "Eh, I'm glad he's eating. I'm I'm good. (laughs) I'm not going to watch that. But and and oh my, is he eating? Good lord, is he swollen? Swolded. Oh, speaking of him and John Cena, like they 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 have been putting in some gym time. Mm Hmm. I mean, we're talking like veins coming out your polo shirt kind of situation. Well, look, when you're a wrestler, you're already basically playing some version, like some low rent version of a superhero. They have literally climbed the ladder, probably the Salmon ladder as well, and (laughs) come to a point where they are actually playing big screen. No, I'm I'm not kidding. Here's your $20 million check. (laughs) Yeah. Superheroes. Yeah. Not that they're actually getting paid $20 million. They're probably getting paid something in the ballpark of... Well, The Rock is getting paid more than John Cena is for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, especially uh, two, for three a, million for carrying the film versus part of a twenty-seven person cast. Like, uh, I can't wait to see like what what people are why people are angry when they find out like okay, so Henry Cavill got like three hundred thousand for Man of Steel and Gal Gadot got this amount of, but like The Rock gets like three million up front. I'm like yes. <laughs> It took that much to get him into the gym that long. Okay. No, no one, no one is going to see a Black Adam movie. They're going to see The Rock is a superhero movie. That's what they're going to see. Like, yeah. Superman sells the name for Man of Steel. Wonder Woman sells the name for Wonder Woman. The Rock sells Black Adam. I mean, yeah. Anyway. I mean, look, I mean, 2012, 2011, I guess it would have been. I didn't really know who Henry Cavill was. No. I know who the hell Superman is. That's I'm right. Showing up. <laughs> I'm going right. to be there when the thing opens. But I don't know who Henry Cavill was. Yep. It's rare you have like a Batman and a Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Really. Either one of these will probably get you to the theater. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Shazam 2. Sure. Going from, from one from one uh, chosen one oh. to the next. Um. Did you mention the actual the rest of the crew that's going to be with him? Cyclone, Adam Smasher. Yeah, I, yeah, I mentioned Fate? all of that. Yeah, you did mention. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I think I did. Doctor Fate. Yeah, I, I was just, I just super excited the about the Doctor Fate being uh, like a big <laughs> screen treatment of Doctor Fate. Sounded fantastic to me. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm in. 
I am down. Uh, Shazam 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, title was revealed. Fury of the Gods. Mm-hmm. That was starring really cool. Sinbad. It's not starring Sinbad. <laughs> I actually looked it up. Like, comic, like no one, no one knew. Comicbook.com actually contacted people, and they were like, "Nope, that was just a joke. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to be in the movie." I actually wanted him there by the end of it. I wouldn't have minded. Yeah. No. Here what do you say? Like, I'm fun. number three on the Mandela list. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's that's solid. <laughs> Um, so the most exciting things about it was, uh, about this panel though, was at some point, yeah, it was at some point Asher Angel said, maybe they can CGI us into the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. And they were all like, you know, and it seemed weird. And then they asked, like, I think Asher asked, does that, does it, can we talk about the secret cameo? And Zachary was like, you cannot talk about that stuff, Asher Angel. (laughs) <laughs> and he like yeah. winks, you know. Uh, so I think that I, I definitely think Superman's going to be in this one. I just do. I, I, there's like there was so it, much hubbub over him not officially showing up yeah. in the last one. I think it'd be a hell of a payoff not to get after all that we've gone through. <laughs> Absolutely, and definitely something like Sandberg would fight for. Yeah. Now I don't know if you recognize this or what or what your thoughts are because we haven't talked about it. But again, mm-hmm. that real emotion podcast. They asked Zach about like, oh, what'd you think about what they said on the Shazam thing? And he was like, oh, what'd they say? Is like, where they were like, oh yeah, do, can we CGI? Can they CGI us into the Snyder cut? Do you think they'll be in, in season two or whatever? And Snyder just grinned real big and was like, <laughs> God bless those guys. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't know. I I thought he was just kind of like <laughs> shrugging it off a little. Like, oh, it's that's that's funny, but. <laughs> I don't know, man. Mythic godlike beings. Mythic godlike beings. It sounds right up Zach's alley. Oh, sure. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I would, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I, there's yeah. just certain ways Snyder looks and reacts to things sometimes. That I'm just like, you bastard. You know something. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but maybe I'm wrong. Know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm not, though. As he points um, out a couple times, there's just. We all know this. There's just things you can't say at certain times. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, um, over to Aquaman 2, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. James Wan did say, uh, I would say a little, the, the Aquaman 2 is going to be a little more serious. I think a little more relevant in a world that we're living in today. And I think that's kind of uh, where it wants to go. So Patrick Wilson <laughs> learned his lesson is going to be doing more core exercises before he gets in the harness this time. <laughs> Did you see, uh, where was it I saw this? I wasn't going to uh, include that bit. It, it made me laugh because it, I remembered another bit that Patrick Wilson had said. I forget where mm-hmm. the hell I saw it. But it was, um, somebody brought up an interview he did about a year, I bet he, I don't know, like right after he was cast. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, uh, man, I'm just excited. You know, I love doing action scenes. Like I'm excited to get in there, get in the harness and all that stuff. And they cut to him in the interview now, post-production. And he just kind of like, he's speechless and he just kind of like, that is a naive actor saying that. <laughs> that harness is hell. I love yeah, that bit. That's fun. <laughs> you wanna, Apparently you wanna... him and that harness have a serious relationship. Yeah. They might know each other biblically. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Those things look very intrusive. <laughs> All right. You want, you want to talk about Batman? Uh, did, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we haven't gotten there yet. I mean, I guess it's time, right? Yeah. Um, so 
there were some, there, there were several things, uh, that Matt Reeves said before the trailer played. And, uh, it was almost infuriating because we were just like, <laughs> just show us the thing. <laughs> he said late in his, uh, in his speech uh, and man, he could talk. Um, yeah. Late in there, he's like, yeah, no, I mean, I had to bring something or y'all would have killed me. I was like, yes, we would have. We yeah. would absolutely have ended you for yeah. sure. There but needs to be he, a teaser. He seemed so excited. The whole time he was talking, it was just like, oh, yeah. oh, man, you've been pent up. You've been wanting to talk about this for a minute. Yeah, he he's full of some serious love. So he says, uh, you know, he he does con- he did confirm that it was a separate universe from Justice League. We've already had that confirmed, but apparently people just keep not wanting to believe it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they want to yeah. do the comparison game and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says we're trying to keep it as simple as that. Like there is that one Earth that exists in Justice League, and then the beginnings of another Earth that is happening in the early stages of the Batman. Because we're in year two. You're, we're in year two. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that was what Walter Hamada said. And then obviously there are outliers like Joker, which doesn't exist in either Earth. But that's okay. It's all part of the multiverse. Um, Matt Reeves can continue to build out his Gotham, and he's got great plans on how to build it out and build it out in a way that's innovative. So we got this Batman teaser. You need a second before you even talk about it? Man, I was not prepared. <laughs> like I get on that. some on some level, I knew that Zack Snyder was gonna make me cry. I was on some level prepared for what Zack Snyder's Justice League teaser was going to be. Well, um, you had glimpses at least of it. Yes, I yes, because I, I followed the guy on, on Vera. Well, um, yeah, I mean there's been you know, he's apparently just been posting pictures yeah. from that trailer for two years. Yep. But um, yeah, you, you, your foot was wet. You know what dude, I mean? Dude, I was not prepared for this like gritty not late or early 90s slash pseudo 1970s David Fincher. David Fincher was in the box seven bullshit from the Batman. <laughs> yeah. I was not prepared for any of this. Yeah. Um, oh my God, dude. Like, I get that. Like, th- I mean, they, they sold me on with Nirvana, first of all. Well, it was a nice deep cut Nirvana song for me. That's yeah. one I hadn't heard in a while. Yeah. Final track of Nevermind, something yeah. in the way. Like, one of my favorite Nirvana songs. That's a good one. Um, oh, band, I don't, I, I, band I don't go back for enough. Yeah. I mean, they've got some solid stuff. They really do. Yeah. Um, they were okay, I guess. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, they were, they were great, but. <laughs> Hate sound like that guy, but yeah, it's legit a band I just don't go back for enough. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, I kind of warm out in my youth, so <laughs> See, I didn't. I, they weren't the ones that I completely wore out. Like STP was who I wore out in my youth. And yeah, I did not wear all STP. Yeah, and Soundgarden. Well, speaking of, that's how I even knew about Jeff Buckley. Was uh, Chris Cornell and Jeff Buckley were friends, and on his first, of course, uh, they were. Cornell's first solo album, Euphoria Morning, which I deeply suggest anyone go pick up. It's gorgeous. Um, he wrote uh, Wave Goodbye, I think is the name of the song, mm-hmm. about having to say goodbye to his friend Jeff Buckley. And when I looked into it, I was like, oh, they're a whole new artist. And then I got blown away because, good Lord, Buckley's musicianship is amazing. But anyway, mm-hmm. point being. Yeah. I, I love I every inch that. of this trailer, though. No, for it's real. Cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> front to back. Like I love them walking into that, that room. I love, the, I, dude, I love the tape. I love the old school, like, 70s Warner's logo. Mm-hmm. I love the red the sound of the tape behind it. Oh, yeah. I love all that, the red. That red with that deep velvety black had such a animated series 
nostalgia kind of feel. Yes, to it felt like that. It felt like Batman Beyond, but it also felt like something we'd never seen before. Like, yeah. Usually with Batman movies, we get like the golden hue, or we get the the golden black, you know, or we get um, gray, grayish blue and black, or you know. <sighs> My, one of my least favorites is green and black. Like, uh, there's always like a green hue, like they're inside of a damn board cube. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> the red and black, dude, like that is something like, I, I love red and black together. Um, I'm really digging that vibe. I'm really digging that, that color palette. Um, I love Batman coming in behind commissioner Gordon. I love Jeffrey Wright as, Gor- as Gordon. Like that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does this mean anything to you? Oh shit. Shit. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, we know he's good, I, and this is just a sample. And, you know, I love that Batman is in a place where he's just, like, there with the cops. It's almost that, like... Yes. That, it's to like, me, that was a bit newish uh, as far as... I mean, you, normally, he's kind of skulking a little bit, maybe, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. or just shows up before and after or something. No, he's just on site. Well, I like the idea. Like, like it looks like someone could offer him coffee. You know, it what I mean? possibly speaks to a to a certain uh, naivete of of like second year youth. Like he's there, he's with Gordon. Gordon vouches for him. Like, and they did that shit in the animated series too, where it was like he's there and Bullock's over in the corner going, "Hey, you bastard!" Yeah, um, <laughs> I like stupid it when bat. I dig it. I love like, and you get that feeling because as they're like walking in, you're seeing the cops looking at him, like on either side of him, looking at him, like what kind of freak are you? You know, um, I love that. Like he, he's not like completely high tech yet. Like when we see his boots come up, like they don't look like no yeah. Batman boots, man. They look like, <laughs> they look like Doc Martens, man. They do. They like, do. And like, I think I knew people that owned those boots back in the day. Yeah. And you're just like, what is this? Who is this? And it's Batman. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so like such a fresh, interesting take to me. Yeah. Because he does look intimidating as hell. Oh yeah. I wouldn't mess with him. And you know, he's the got very the, least it's the old, you remember the old thing that people say, like anyone who would dress like that is already unstable. Don't, don't fuck with him. <laughs> Yo. Um, I did. Uh, it was funny when Matt was like, yeah, I really like this, this crow tree, uh, trailer. Um, that was that was pretty solid yeah uh but that was one of the best parts is like all right so it's it's one of those kind of inside jokes about batman movies is the makeup always magically goes away when he takes the cowl off yeah not here buddy he's got the the raccoon eyes he's got the old (laughs) oliver season ones yes um He's got to go was, in there with a little baby wipe and knock that down. I was down with that. I, mm-hmm. When they when he pulls out that card, though, he noticed what was on it. Which card? Which one? Oh, the owl? At, yes, the yeah. freaking owl. Yeah. And, you know, you got Reeves saying stuff about how it's like, well, he says, the ideas that were in YouTube is the Gotham experiment. It's a criminal experiment. He's trying to figure out what he can do that can finally change this place. In our story, he's in that mode that's where you meet him. And you see that he is charting what he's doing, and it seems like he's not having any of the effect that he wants to have yet. And that is when the murders start to happen. And then mm. the murders begin to describe sort of the history of Gotham in a way that only reinforces what he knows about uh, Constant. It opens up a whole new world of corruption that went much fur- much farther. Uh, you start to see this epic history of corruption and gossip that you start to understand well. I think uh, all of that is a way to take a story that is a detective story at every point of view. 
Uh, it's got action, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of it is incredibly personal for him. Like if we're delving into the history of Gotham, that sounds like court of owls to me. And you show me in the first like two or three shots, there's like a card with a freaking owl on it. <laughs> I'm not, it's like from your secret friend and the owls going, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a hard note. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, this is just so exciting. I felt bad for Matt too. Cause I talked to, I was talking to him about, I don't remember if it was on the show or not. May have been, uh, we were doing the podcast. We were doing a podcast this morning, Star Trek universe podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm really excited to fist court of owls. Uh, uh, I don't really know them though. Uh, I just know them from Gotham. And I was like, Oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you need that Snyder Capullo run, buddy. Yeah. You got the, like, we have court of owls at home version. Yeah. Uh, no, you need that, that you need that store bought. Court of yeah. Owls. He, he got that. Uh, we found an Avengers, an Avengers toy in Mexico and Batman's on the cover of it. Yes. Court of owls. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, this this can be done a lot better. I mean, you need to set aside some serious money at this point, unless you're getting digital. No, that's actually mm-hmm. not true. It's on DC Universe. Mm-hmm. So I th- I'm pretty sure the Court of Owls are, uh, I think the Court of Owls are on DC Universe's uh, comic selection at the moment. But you yeah. you do need to set aside some time. <laughs> he's yeah. thick. Yeah. Whew. Goes through all the Grayson stuff. and yeah, oh, There's a lot going oh, on there. Grayson. Oh, my God. That's yeah, so good. good stuff, too. So good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that someone, um, someone decoded the card that Riddler left? Because on oh. the inside of the card, it says, "What does a liar do when he's dead?" I did. And see then there's that. what does it actually a co- say? There's a coded message, and, and a fan, uh, the Master D one hundred and one on Twitter, decoded it, and the the answer is he lies still. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, here's some, uh, here's some points of interest. That's the thing on Futurama they used to joke about was like, no matter how, no matter how fucked up they made the codes in the background on the billboards, somebody would hack it and like, it, like the end of the week after it aired, they'd get an email. Hey, so I figured out what it said. (laughs) We used three different encryptions on that. Yeah. So I got it. Good God. Yep. Oh, how, how, okay. What did you think of him being in the police in the police department and, and like shoving that dude against the, the the rails? Like, looks like Gordon stops it. Yeah, he. It looks like he goes after somebody, and then Gordon. And this is this kind of gives you a little bit of the relationship they're going to have in this film. Is Gordon manhandles Batman like straight pushes mm-hmm. him against the rails and you know says cut it out. Yeah. Um. Uh, not afraid of him, which I like. I really yeah. like. Yeah. Which means it's also why he's chummy enough that they're going to let him, he's he's on site in an actual investigation. But um, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of uh, funny speculation about what that cop must have said to piss him off. Mm-hmm. That. Like he was ready to fight that room, dude. <laughs> yeah. He was. And given what I saw later, he, he might have had a chance. Oh, my Lord. Like, who are you supposed to be or whatever it is? Like, like, oh, my God. Like, he just took that dude down. I ran across this later. I scrolled down a little bit on YouTube. It's from a guy named Private Snapper. I don't know. All right. Thug, the hell are you supposed to be? Batman, triangle, square, 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 triangle, square, 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 triangle. That really got me. <laughs> yeah, that that's is a funny. Uh, that's that's a uh, that's a, that was a great beatdown scene. Yeah, 
I'm vengeance. And that, oh man, like when I get a little tired and not even really tired, but like, just like, just a little, like I should step away from watching this trailer. I inevitably find myself watching reaction videos of people watching the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone during that beatdown is just like, Oh shit. And then people usually scream when he says, I am vengeance. Like just, Oh, <laughs> oh my Lord. It's so good. Do you see that Matt Reeves even shared that one guy just like when Batman started beating down the dude, the guys just were screaming, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's an epic fucking beat down. Yeah, man. Of course we're screaming. Yeah. I mean, that was the moment when I was physically watching the trailer for the first time, it got to that and I kind of like clenched my fist and hit my office chair a couple times. Yes, I did like, too. Like yes, I, yes. all of these trailers, I was beating the hell out of this office chair. <laughs> like I took a good two years off of this office chair and I don't even think it had six months. I don't think it has six months in it. You're borrowing time anyway, on that chair. Um, I absolutely am. But like, it's like the, who the hell are you supposed to be? Bat, 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 crunch, crunch. I am vengeance. And I'm already at like, with the beat down, I'm already at like the apex of, of excitement. I think he, then he says, I am vengeance. And I just flipped out and just started <laughs> screaming and beating the chair. Right. And then it cuts directly to that badass rocket on the back of that car. And I was oh, just yeah. like, <clears throat> like I had no, no concept of what I was in for. Like, and I, uh, like I was telling Matt, I hate to say it. This is my favorite trailer of the entire event. Like I am they more knew excited. What they had. There's a reason it came last. Dude. I was, and were you not curious when Snyder was going to be like the, like the midpoint and they were going to end with the Batman. I was like, well, I know we're getting footage, but man, I did not know they were going to, I mean, I thought, I thought Snyder was going to be the, <laughs> I thought that was going to be the end cap here. No. Yeah. No, I didn't no, know no. we were going to get like a whole 220 man or whatever it was like. It was a good, it was a solid 220. And what's more than anything, I'm fascinated. I mean, it was great, but more than anything, I'm fascinated by him saying, like, look, we've only, we were only able to shoot 25, 30% of, I guess, principal. Yes. And how was that? Like, how is that what you pulled out of the fucking a quarter of what you wanted to get in the can? <laughs> and even, even again, real in motion, man. Zack Snyder said, he was asking them, he was like, at some point, he was just like, Nope, I'm a geek. I want to talk about this. What did you guys think of the Batman? And everyone's like, "What?" And he's just like, "Oh yeah, that's the kind of shit I'd, I'm going to watch." Like, yes. he's like, he's like, I don't, not even as a filmmaker, as a fan. I'm like, not as a filmmaker, as a fan. This he can't wait for it. Like, yeah. Like, oh my god, dude! But it, this is hitting every button for Snyder, though. It's it's uh, wonderfully violent. It's got like a '90s aesthetic that, uh, mm-hmm. like, if. If I had like 30 minutes with Snyder waiting for a flight or something and I just didn't want to mess with it, like if I was just trying to like be the guy who didn't ask him about movies, what we might end up talking about is 90s music, yeah, like grunge era music. Yeah. And by the way, one of the reasons, one of the things I really love about him, him bringing up the Batman and being excited about it is so many Snyder bros that I've seen have been like, screw that. That's not the real Batman. I'll, I'll wait for Ben to come back. And it's just like, Dude, come on. <laughs> you got to open up the playbook a little bit, man. Look at this, man. Look yeah, at this. Yes, just... like, You know how quick I'm going to have a Robert Pattinson on my desk? Oh, it's, yeah. As soon as that figure comes out, well, if, if it looks good. <laughs> if it's in any way articulate, you're getting that thing. 
if it, you know, actually looks like him and, you know, or at least is very, very least passable. Yeah, man, that's happening. Like, I. Oh, yeah. my God. And one of the things I love about Ben coming back, though, I really need a seven inch NECA, a seven inch NECA Batman, uh, Ben Affleck figure to go um, along with my Adam West, Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. Seven inch gotcha. NECAs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> NECA okay. makes some quality shit, dude. Like, they make quality shit. I'm sta- I'm sitting here looking at an Evil Dead Two Ash, holding an open Necronomicon. <laughs> that I'm. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have, I've got several NECA things around. Oh God, they've made some great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures too. I just, it's like every other, every other, every year, every few months they they come out with more Ninja Turtle stuff. I'm like, God, I wish I could afford to be into that too. <laughs> They're just so good looking. There's not enough space and money in my life. It's like, oh, these are from the cartoon. These are from the movies. These are from like, oh, they all look so good. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yes, I mean, your your physical space at this point. Like, every time I come over, I'm like, well, this is full. <laughs> he, he clearly can't fit anything else in here. And then I'll come back and it was like, uh, how did, where did you find another layer on that wall? <laughs> I store them in the white between panels, man. Seriously. <laughs> It's gotten to that point. <laughs> and it, you ain't seen nothing yet. Like, at some point you're going to be like, well, I mean, I didn't like this one too much, so I fashioned it into a toothbrush. <laughs> I realized I had space in the bathroom that I wasn't using properly. <laughs> Dude's arms well, didn't move right anyway. Hey, I haven't done it yet, but underneath my Ghostbusters shelf, which is absolutely full. Uh-huh. <laughs> I you uh, think... It is. It is full. It is absolutely okay. full. All right. Because uh, I've got my giant Ghostbusters 2 figures. And apparently if I ever feel like opening those up, there are like extra weapons and stuff underneath that light up. Of course. No, but I've sure. never opened it. Um, and they're like, they're like you know, 12-inch doll size. Um, but their face, they look solid. You used to have, We used to have that in, in when I lived with you. It was a solid display. The Ghostbusters? Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those fondly. Um. So I've got those guys, and now I have all the these Hasbro Pulse six-inch figures with multiple articulation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've got all four of the original Ghostbusters. I've got Dana, actually, and dude on the back of the box. On the back of the box, it, it under her little uh, character bio, it just says, "There is no Dana. There is only Zool." <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got freaking Gozer. I've got you know. I've got like the dog that Lewis Tully turns into. And in September, they're releasing Lewis Tully and the other dog. Nice. So, uh, yeah, but I figured out, I'm like, I'm in there with like a freaking measuring tape. And I'm like, okay, well, I can move this Blues Brothers. Uh, I can move this Blues Brothers poster down this amount of inches, stick another shelf there. And that's where all the new figures are going. All the new Ghostbuster figures. <laughs> I I keep expecting <laughs> you to get a phone call from me where you're like, okay, so... I want you to think revolving door and bookcase, and can you build it? <sighs> I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know if we've talked about this, uh-huh. but Bethany and I are very into secret passageways. Well, sure. We really sure. want to do that and have that. We've right. been looking around on Pinterest uh, at like secret cupboards and stuff, like whereas like it just looks like a cabinet, and then you open it, and there's like. A, a cupboard and then you like move that cupboard over a little bit and there's a secret door behind it that like is like a whole like walk-in uh dry storage and in the kitchen uh, yeah we like that kind of shit oh sure so i mean um, it's neat it is it is absolutely neat so 
I don't know what the future holds. <laughs> I'm not ruling out that phone call. I don't know. I'm not ruling out any kind of phone call, but <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need you to build me something. I have several sheets. I've, I've purchased several sheets of uh, transparent uh, <laughs> uh, acrylic. I can't remember what it's called. Um, lucite. Transparent no, acrylic okay. lucite. Yeah. I need you to construct several shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I require them to spin on an axis. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of already coming up with designs. We'll get. We'll talk about that later. Yep. <laughs> There'll be time for it. There'll definitely be a need for it at some point. Mm-hmm. At your current rate. All right. So uh, you know, importantly, I, I don't have any figures downstairs. This is true. Yeah, you've got a hole. This is true. I hadn't thought about it. There are no figures in the stairwell. There are no figures downstairs. There's no figures in the stairwell because it's a safety hazard. <laughs> that's <laughs> not, not that why. it would stop you, but <laughs> no, it's it, it's because I'm scared of heights. That's all. <laughs> I think I there want, were books okay. in the stairwell last time I went over there. There are, there are, <laughs> and I kind of thought, well, you know, that's one word. One, that's a place to put them. I guess there is like there's uh there's Bethany's like McDonald's Barbies or, that are on the uh, on the side there, but she's got a little a little mermaid display as well, but. Yeah, like I once had an apartment where I went to Lowe's. The apartment was behind Lowe's. I went to Lowe's and bought several pieces of lumber and created shelving and put it in my window. Yeah, I could see that. The only window that I had to escape from if there was a fire. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's handy because you'd try to get them all on the way out anyway. That's right. That was my my line of thinking. (laughs) Have them right there on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I put action figures on those shelves. <laughs> it's a one small does. apartment. I didn't have room for that. Um, anyway, let's let's get to some some of these points of interest of, of what uh, Matt Reeves is talking about. Um, sure. He says, uh, what's really important about this iteration is that a lot of the other stories are about how he had to master his fear and master himself in order to become Batman. And that in that Batman state, he's sort of his best self. For me, what was exciting was not doing that, not doing the origin, not doing what we've seen done so beautifully in other movies. In the middle of this criminological experiment, um, he said that we'll see him in the becoming of Batman. We're going to see him make mistakes as Batman to see him grow and fail and be heroic and do all of these things that we associate with Batman, but in a way that felt very human and very flawed. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. As long as he's not like desperately trying to figure out how to not be Batman after he, right after he becomes Batman. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Batman yeah. isn't how he became Batman. It's about the early days of how he is Batman. And we'll be seeing him becoming what we all know him, uh, what we all know about him and see it in, a, in new ways. Um, he says, in a weird way, this is the origin of a lot of our rogues gallery characters. Selena isn't Catwoman yet. That's actually part of the journey. Oz is not yet the kingpin that he's going to become. He's the penguin. In fact, he doesn't like being called penguin. Mm-hmm. And the Riddler is just emerging for the first time. So that's all incredibly exciting. He says uh, his Batman drew inspiration from gritty movies from the 70s, namely Chinatown, The French Connection, and uh, Taxi Driver. He says, I hope, uh, my hope is, sorry, I hope is what's different about that we're doing is to try and do it in exactly that sort of manner. And then, of course, the other things that are from the earlier history of the comics, like him being the world's greatest detective and how he got there. Those things have been touched on, but I don't know that they've been central to the plot as they are in this particular Batman. So there's a lot of things I hope that will be totally different. 
Um, he says that he looked to his biggest inspiration, I guess, from the comic books was Darwin Cook's Batman Ego to get into the mindset and psychology of Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a fantastic pull. Mm-hmm. He's confronting the beast that is Batman, and it's that kind of duality about him confronting the shadow side of himself and the degree to which you have self-knowledge. Uh, he says that... Uh, his broken Batman acts out of a heroic grounding while being driven by the parts of himself. He doesn't yet know. Uh, (laughs) He says he's kind of a growing legend. And I think there are some people who are wondering, does he exist? That legend is building day by day and has been since he made his first appearance about a year and a half ago. We're in year two. So the public is afraid of him. And year one is being set to be explored in the Gotham PD show that's on HBO Max. Yeah. Exploring the depth of corruption that has permeated through Gotham City for decades. Um, I'm falling in love with the year two premise. Mm-hmm. He says the ideas we go back for the Gotham PD show is the ideas we go back to year one and year one is the beginning of the emergence and is the first appearance of this masked vigilante that starts to unsettle the city. You start to see the story through the point of view of these corrupt cops and one in particular. And the story is actually a battle for his soul. Dude, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I am so on board that (laughs) just that like description. Like I went from being like mildly interested and that's like almost like this fandom has almost completely shifted has just completely given me an interest in this movie. Like I was like, yeah, we'll see what he does. Yeah. I'm interested to see what Pattinson does. Yeah. But I wasn't like excited. I wasn't like, I mean, it was barely on the verge. We thought this was maybe just going to be kind of another year one story or yeah, we, we didn't know. We, we didn't know exactly what they were going for, really, until mm-hmm. now, I think. And it says the television series will unravel the history of corruption in Gotham with new characters and familiar faces pulled from DC Comics going into a level of detail uh, that you couldn't do in a movie. The series will go into these rich places and will meet entirely new characters that Terrence is going, Terrence Winter is going to be writing. And I'm, ex- I'm incredibly excited. Well, me too now. Like, all <laughs> this sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um. Apparently, I said something and Siri woke up. Oh. Um, And then they added uh, Eternals and Dunkirk star Barry Kogan, or Kagan, however you say that. Sure. um, To the Batman. It was just... uh, What the hell is she trying to accomplish? Now she's looking up the Eternals and and Dunkirk. No. (laughs) (laughs) So he's, uh, he's playing a character named Stan Merkel. Uh-huh. And it was Jim Gordon's original GCPD uh, partner that was uh, back in uh, Batman 405. He, it was his first appearance in 87. And uh, he died at the hands of the hangman in Batman Dark Victory. Mm. So I that's a while since I read Dark Victory. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this trailer brought Nirvana something in the way back. It's, uh, it's a bestseller on the digital music that. stores. It's charting yeah. high again. It is 18. Number 18 on Amazon Music and ranked 22 on the iTunes Store Top 200 chart. Oh, my. Good Lord. That's that's a hell of a resurgence right there. And I've seen people angry about it, too. They're like, this song means something. It's not meant to be like a bop for teenagers to listen to in their car. I'm like, eh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Nirvana was always, always trendy. They were always trendy. That's... <clears throat> That was part of the problem in, in Kurt's eyes. Look, man, you go you go to Walmart. You still, you go to Walmart. You go into the teen section. You're going to see girls' handbags. You're going to see T-shirts. Same with Target, where you're going to see the Beatles. You're going to see Nirvana. You're going to see Led Zeppelin. 
Queen, Bowie. And Queen. They're trendy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They could be great artists too, but they're trendy. Sorry. Okay. I was kind of curious. All right. I was, I was wondering if it had gotten so deep that Spotify now had it in the top five for Nirvana, but it doesn't. Mm. Yes. let you look up specific details on a song. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I would love if it would, if it listed like downloads or something, it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. That data would just be so much fun to play with, but no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Brooklyn Batman over on Twitter says, are you happy with the direction Reeves is taking the Batman? A grittier real world take, or would you rather, or would you have rather it be something more fanciful like the Burton films? Uh, I am excited for what Reeves is doing. I have total trust in what he's doing at this point based on this trailer. Uh, take my money, take my money, take my money. (laughs) That's actually a good way to sum up fandom in general. What was your takeaway from fandom? Uh, take all of my money, please. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you, uh, if you would like a hard line, we can talk routing numbers. Yeah. Jay Scotty St. Clair. Over on Twitter, J. Scott for real, says, other than Pattinson's take on the bat, what part of the trailer pleased and or surprised you the most? I didn't recognize Colin Farrell until others pointed it out. And Jeffrey Wright looks damn good as Gordon. Thoughts? Uh, yes, all to all the things you said. I didn't recognize that that was Colin Farrell. Um, no, that had to be pointed out to me too. It had to be pointed out. I still can barely see it. it you just barely see yeah. it in the eyes. But it, yeah. Um, it, that could come out as being a hoax later. And I'd be like, oh, okay. That, oh, sure. I uh, I think the problem with answering this question is pleased and surprised me are two different things, mm-hmm. but I was so pleased by all of it. Like it was just all the things like everything they did in that trailer made me ecstatic. Like, and I just like, I think what I was talking about earlier when I was just like, when I saw the beat down and I was like, hell yeah. And I don't know who those guys are, but they look like they might be a gang called the jokers. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I wondered if they were maybe just random anarchists or some crap. Yeah, I don't know. There's like uh, DA, there's DOA written on a couple of the cars, or at least one of uh-huh. the cars that storms in. I wonder if it's just kind of like a, I don't know, some lame anarchist, uh, nothing right. means anything, nihilist bullshit movement that happens like, every once in a while. Like the Ghoulie Gang from Riverdale? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The way you said you, the way you laughed when you said that makes me think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Run across them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like the beatdown uh, was so exciting. Just like this, everything I said earlier was like the beatdown, the the I am vengeance, and then the what, car. Just like oh what my was god, the like, except what, at the beginning of his question, what was the thing I'm supposed to not talk about? Um, other than Pattinson's take on the bat. Okay, all right. Well, that was what I was afraid of because um, it was. The thing that surprised me the most, and pleasantly so, was the uh, just that I, I the first thing I said walking away from that trailer was like that glare, yeah, that fucking Pattinson glare is like I didn't I didn't know when I saw that moment in the church or whatever that is at the when I saw that moment I was like we're gonna be fine he's got this it's good I didn't need the I didn't necessarily need the fight the, yeah. the, the beatdown scene when I got both of them I was okay so we got both sides of this he can he, that beam. <laughs> that or that, yeah, that glare, man. If somebody looked at me with the way he looked at that camera at the time, I, I would honestly just assume that my days were numbered. Yeah, and I didn't, you know, look, man. And I've, I've, I'm still seeing this, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna comment on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're out there and you're still saying, you know, shit like, you know, Robert Pattinson is a vampire or Robert Pattinson's a sparkly 
vampire or some bullshit about you still bring up twilight yeah uh you need to take the money that you were going to spend on a new maga hat <laughs> and you need to use that to buy you yourself a clue because damn the dude has put in his time He's a good the actor. Like, the thing I like to bring up about Twilight is he didn't like him either. And <laughs> they offered like him a either. bank when he was like a teenager. I believe. Dude, I would have taken the money too. Yeah, I believe Stephen Amell said it best when he said, an amount of money it would be irresponsible to walk away from. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I kind of well, put but, on the throw at the MAGA hat bit is because I don't think I've seen anyone who isn't a rabid Trump supporter say any, like say anything about Pattinson <laughs> being a sparkly vampire. I, I don't think I've, I've cross-referenced it by that particular demographic, but <laughs> it was just something you notice in your Facebook feeds. You're like, Oh, Oh, that, it's you guys. That may be why I've, I've erased most of those feeds from what I interact with <laughs> <laughs> for almost explicitly that purpose. Yeah. So look. So most most surprised by is how deeply they went into. Like they they said almost two years ago that this is going to be a detective story, and mm-hmm. how deeply it's going to be a detective story is, I guess, what surprised me that wasn't Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very yeah. pleased with that. I uh, what part of the trailer pleased and or surprised me the most? Yes, that is my answer. <laughs> yeah, that is just the whole thing. I was not expecting Nirvana. I was not expecting. That was a nice touch. Yeah. I was not suspecting any of this, any of the, anything that I got. I was not expecting. I was not expecting Pattinson to look the way he did when he was move, in movement. And mm-hmm. that's just another testament to like when you are talking about like seeing someone in set pictures and you're like, oh, well, that looks X, Y, and Z. You don't know how it's going to actually look in color, like color graded in effect after editing. You don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. Uh, the old DC on-screen philosophy of give him a damn second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boulay underscore Brian on Twitter says, The Batman is looking so much better than I anticipated. Went from optimistic to effing pumped. Uh, what got you more amped? Batman taking down the goon or going up the stairwell? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Batman taking down the goon. But I goon, loved yeah. I loved the zip line or the I love the grappling up the stairwell. That was dope. That was yeah, dope. That was, as, that was solid. Uh, I've never seen that that exact no it's it's finding a way to do something different like we've got over 50 years of batman movies and television and i ain't never seen that shot quite that way mm, so yeah i'm down riddler or penguin riddler but i like him better than penguin as a villain Gordon I, or catwoman I, I too i'm but again once colin gets done with him i have no idea how i'm gonna feel yeah, no idea. Those are both great actors to do doing what they're. I mean, I don't know how to feel about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Gordon or Catwoman? Uh, yes to both. Maybe a little more Catwoman, but that's just honestly that's. It's not any deeper than just thinking that Zoe Kravitz is hot. <laughs> I I mean, if I'm being honest. Uh, right now it's more for me. It's just slightly more Gordon, just because I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm, He's so important to a year two Batman. And I'm so intrigued by the fact that he's just on site during an investigation. And then I don't Mm -hmm. know what the hell is going on with that cop brawl. But there's just a lot going on with there. I'm sure the the cat story is going to be interesting as well. And there was some shots in here that, again, it's amazing. Actually, that's a great answer to the pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised that they were able to tell me as much of the story as they were with this little footage in the can. Mm -hmm. That they were able to put out what is legitimately a decent trailer one. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so excited, man. This is so like, stupid. I think they even called it a teaser a couple times. Like, no, this 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 isn't a teaser for me. This is a trailer. You you mm-hmm. got a trailer. Yeah. My God, what's the trailer going to look like? I don't know. Uh, trailer just the first five minutes of the film, at the, if go, that's what we're doing. He goes on to ask, the suit or the car? The car. Mm, the car. Car. Just, I would just have, barely, I would, but car. I would have said suit, but they showed me the they showed me the freaking rocket exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, it lit, and just it lit up the screaming back of over that, his shoulder, this guy's fucking nuts, or whatever he said. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it like lit up the back of that. Uh, oh, and there's like a there's like a bat hidden in there if you look in the back of yeah. that car. And well, it just like lit it up that pretty blue. Uh, yeah, the car, the car. Ever, it's like a little bat muscle like, car. <laughs> this isn't something that comes up as an adult very much, but you may remember it from from when you were a kid, or even if you're just watching like a video of uh, of something being chased. Like, do you remember the feeling of being chased? Like, yeah. thinking like there's some like in, instinctive, uh, just kind of I don't know that you you put on an amount of speed being chased that doesn't feel natural it feels like it's and i remember this again i haven't been chased in my adult life but i remember yeah. as a kid like even when you're playing around even when it's just for funsies like not you know nobody's chasing you down to beat you up or anything it's just you put on like something comes out of you i thought that and then i saw footage of me actually running after being chased and i was like why am i running in slow motion and then <laughs> it just like turned when i out. run in my dreams <laughs> and i have to grab the ground and crawl I was um, like, I'm going to be like that flash and I'm just like running. And then I saw the footage and I was like flailing and huffing and it wasn't pretty. And the only reason I got away is because the guy running after me was fatter. <laughs> <laughs> just a war of nutrition. It's <laughs> like, what was I afraid of? That he was going to sit on me? What is happening here? Yeah. I'm going to roll. If you roll down a hill, it was bad. Uh, I was glad there wasn't audio. I was like. like, Or it wasn't high res. You could, you could, you couldn't see the flop sweat. It was just a a stirring symphony of wake apnea. (laughs) Okay. Here's my vague point I was trying to make. I did roughly have one. I don't know. There's something about being chased where it's like you're on your, you're, you're like your system gets on its best behavior. And it's like, no, I will not be found. You know, and you, you run. I don't know. To me, though, it seemed like when I was, if it was hide and seek or something like that, if I was running after somebody, I couldn't quite get that like lizard brain part to kick in. Mm-hmm. Like I could run and I could chase you. We could do the whole thing. But it wasn't like, it didn't feel like life or death. You know, it didn't feel like I was had like actual predator prey situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this. It was about the second time I watched it, and you see the fear in his eyes when he's getting chased, and you just see him like wrecking the scenery behind him to do it. Like I got the sense it was like, no, no, no. He feels, he knows, like that's that's what that's like. That's what the predator feels like. And was like, no, no, no. This is my next meal, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to survive this day. <laughs> and I'm yeah. so excited about this movie. Well, I really I, am. I'm I just like that part. giddy. Like I'm like I want that I want that fan that Jim Lee fandom the Batman uh, poster. Yeah, I thirst yeah. for it. <laughs> I had it playing in the background for some reason. I have it paused right now in the shot where he's about to take the cowl off, and I don't know what it mm-hmm. is about the way he's arching his back that I keep being fascinated by. I haven't even noticed like he, that. I'll have to look at that. It's like he he like hunches down a little bit, and it's kind of just it just looks like uh he's got like a it's it's hard to describe exactly like his entire torso. Crunches down for a second almost, it feels like. It's really just him raising his arms in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But, 
And then that worried look when he takes the cowl off and he's just, that was good. Yeah. He looks genuinely afraid for a second. Yeah. Man, I'm just like, oh my God, what have I got myself into almost? Yeah. I'm so down. Just so down. I don't even, everything about this movie looks good to me. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for uh, the movie news. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, God, there's more. What are we on at this point? Oh, you mean like page wise? Yeah, that too. We are on page 13 of 23. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's time we go to break. Yeah. Go empty your bladders. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We're going to call it an intermission. (laughs) Uh, All right. We'll be uh, be back with television and video games a little bit right after this break. All right, and we are back. We're going to talk a little bit about The Flash here for a second. Now, TV is going to be on uh, the 12th and 13th of September, but they did slip in a few things here for us. They got uh, The Flash Season 7 trailer, which uh, looks to be a lot of just like the last three episodes of Season 7 that the coronavirus interrupted. Mm-hmm. And... Um, now, Eric Wallace, the showrunner, said because this is The Flash, there's a huge twist at the end of every season, and that twist is now kind of coming in the middle of the start of the season. And that has really affected our storytelling for all of season seven. So we got that. Um, we found out through Entertainment Weekly, Eric Wallace said that uh, they are going to be giving a bit of a rest to Elongated Man. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Hartley Sawyer was fired. Mm-hmm. for racist and misogynistic tweets from, uh, you know, 2012 and 2014. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to... They were gonna, bad, too. <laughs> like they, yeah. yeah. Anyway. But um, he says, The beauty of comic book stories and superhero stories are the conventions that heroes come and go, but they never fade away and they never disappear entirely. So we're going to treat it like we would if we were writing a comic book graphic novel. I think it's funny that he calls it a comic book graphic novel. That's an interesting set of words to run together, but okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you 75? You're going to treat it like I would those funnies when they print them together. Yeah. Well, Eric Wallace is the guy that I, I've, I'm not crazy about how he interacts with, he's relatively new in this role, but I'm not mm-hmm. crazy about how he interacts uh, with the press. Um, but he says, we're giving the elongated man a bit of a rest for a while. If we, but we will leave the door open. Who knows what the future could bring? It is unknown, but I'm not saying by any mean, by any means that is the end of the character. In fact, quite the opposite. We don't just, we just don't know when he will return or in what form he will return. And that's the beauty of comic book stories. It keeps it fresh. Um, I hadn't even thought about it. That's actually a good point. You could literally recast him. Oh yeah, you could and just say, well, just come up with some bullshit reason that he's. This is how he presents himself now. Yeah, he does say that uh, Ralph does like he and Sue are in the middle of some stuff at the end of the season. So he says, you know, he will be back, and he has. They have to like do something with him at the at the beginning of this of season seven. Mm-hmm. He says it's funny. I guess technically it would be a recasting, but the character won't be a big part of season seven. He'll only be a part of just wrapping up the Sue storyline. Yes, one could say it is a recasting. 
but we're do we're going to do it in a way that I think honors the spirit of the character and provides not only a satisfying conclusion to Sue's murder mystery, but also is done with some humor. In order to wrap that up, which we're going to do at the top of season seven, Ralph has to be a part of that. Now, thank goodness Ralph is a guy who could change faces in his appearance in many ways. Mm-hmm. Without giving any spoilers away, I think you just have all of it has been a spoiler <laughs> guy. There are a couple of like, ways. I feel like you just gave me a roadmap. There are a couple of ways that we can have Elongated Man still appear in at least one episode this season to wrap that storyline up. That gets us what we need and still allows fans to say goodbye to the character, at least for the indefinite future. All right, man. <laughs> like You're like, hey, he could look like different people, but I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It... But there's a way. Like, Yeah, you just well, said he could like, look like Until different... you were leading up to it, it hadn't even occurred to me. But uh, yeah, that seems like an obvious thing. I mean, you and uh, I have talked about it, but... Yeah, I guess. But well, maybe I forgot it even occurred to me. But still, the... There's, uh, uh, we have records on... <laughs> we have episodes. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad there's a, a pro- proper record for me to embarrass myself with. Yeah, you're good. I'm me but too. You're not... I mean, you're not wrong, though. The guy's very much like, well, I don't want... I don't want to show you everything. But here's I'm, all 52 cards face up. Yeah. And he's done that before. Like he continuously do. Like, he was just, like a few months ago. He was just like, "Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but of course, Barry and Iris are going to be okay." We're like, what the <laughs> hell? Okay. In all fairness, I give him that one. Like, <laughs> I don't give. I him would that. just rephrase it. I would just rephrase it as like, "Look, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's not much of a spoiler to tell you that our our lead romance in the show is going to be fine." At the end, I right? I don't agree. I think. The, one of the great things about the Flash, leading up to this guy being in charge, is stakes. <laughs> often, often, uh, even if they are a bit. Um, I mean, I forget what, uh, what what was the name of the girl that he was had some great chemistry with, and then she was gone. Patty Spivet. Patty, Patty Spivet. Yeah, she had. Uh, they 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 were great on screen, and then it just. And I don't know. I don't know what happened. There. Um, I do know that. Yeah, like I mean, you're, you're not wrong. They'll 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 add. They'll add a romantic interest and then just rip it out from under you. Sure, I yeah. guess, kind of. But yeah, Barry and Iris, nah, I'm not super. Like, it's one of the things I was a little bored with at the end of this season was I'm not particularly interested in whether Barry and Iris are going to be okay. They're going to be fine. Well, I mean, that, yeah, but you know what? Like, these, oh, well, the comic books are like Barry and Iris have to be on. No, they don't. <laughs> I mean, they don't. They don't have to be together. You know what? The don't. 90s Flash TV show, Iris was in the pilot and then she was a jerk and she left. Um, and she was never seen again. Guess I mean, what? Remember, like... Everybody remember Arrow? Remember how Dinah and freaking Ollie being together wound up? Yeah. It yeah. didn't. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what instigated it, uh, but it was about a year and a half ago in the actual Flash run, like in the 700s, the current comics. Uh, he Barry gets straight kicked out of the house mm-hmm. for something. It was Barry or Wally. can't remember. It's been a while. But I think yeah, I mean these things aren't point, completely in stone. You got straight kicked out for a little while. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you're you've got a different medium. You can go your own way. Remember the Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. And I'm um, just saying, like I don't like what I don't man, like is this guy just being like, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but here's everything. You're like, why? I get, I get that. I just also like, I would have never thought Nora West was gonna die. I would have never thought that XS was going to die. No, and no, no, so no, horribly and tragically, but she did. And plenty that, of great surprises in this show. That and lent like the show said, stakes. Are. I just don't, 
at, at no point have I found myself wondering if they were actually going to be part of those stakes. And no that point. is a that is a problem of the show. I was more worried about the future of Barry and Iris uh, when she was getting, uh, you know, stabbed or <laughs> when she was getting stabbed through the heart a couple seasons ago. Yeah. A bit of a cliffhanger. That had me more worried because I thought, I guess in my head, they were more likely to kill her than to end their relationship. Right. And I, I, there was a real possibility in my head that they might do it. It was, I, I couldn't completely rule it out, which is something I got to give Flash credit for is and at least now, making me think about it. Now I'm sitting here going, well, I know they're not going to do it because Eric Wallace came out and said, of course, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be like a Guggenheim thing. Like Guggenheim j- just, he would just lie to you. Like he would just like, straight lie to the press at times. Yeah. And Guggenheim has annoyed me, but I would love for Guggenheim to like go over and like just pull Eric Wallace aside and say, you're not allowed to talk to people anymore. <laughs> Here's what you got to do. You got to, you got to, all right. So whatever you're going to do, you go out to them and you tell them the opposite. <laughs> and then you go do the thing you're going to do. And you then did. later you can just say, well, I didn't want to give everything away. And I had to say something and they'll yeah. forgive you. You need Mark Guggenheim to appropriately go diggle that shit. Yes. Like Google needs to, like Guggenheim needs to go and grab Google. Guggenheim needs to go grab Wallace and go. You can't tell them the truth, Wallace. They'll never <laughs> forgive you. <laughs> that actually would be the funniest way. Guggenheim calls Ramsey and says, hey, I need you to go talk to Eric Wallace. You want me to give him a speech? Yeah, I need you to give him a speech. Awesome. Cool. I'll be over there in a minute. They don't even have to discuss what they're going to talk about. He already knows. <laughs> um, so apparently uh, there is, he says, let's see. There was a whole story that involved Ralph with another character in particular going off on a two-hander journey. Okay, can you not say two-hander journey? Not the best choice. <laughs> That's not a good... He's 75. I'm not telling you. Choice. I don't know how old this guy is, but he just said two-hander journey after saying comic book graphic novel. Like, now I'm just thinking of Ralph with somebody like jerking two dicks off because that's what a two-hander is y'all if you didn't know that's what that is that's what eric wallace the showrunner for the flash someone who somehow got into a position of showrunner on an actual television show that is aired maybe he's showrun good no talkie good (laughs) he says it's a season-long arc like you said he made it to the position there's like it's not like no one wanted the job (laughs) Maybe he got there by promising things that he didn't realize he was promising. <laughs> like, Possibly. if I'm the showrunner, there's going to be, like, a really good two-hander journey. Oh, <laughs> well, you got the job. <sighs> he says it's going to be a season-long arc that would have involved a bunch of twists and turns that would have played into the season's big bad, which I don't want to spoil. <laughs> and, yeah, we can't do that anymore. However... As is always the case, and this is why I like planning ahead, it turns out to be a situation of some lemons, and we made lemonade out of it. We pulled the elongated elongated man out of this particular storyline, and the storyline became so much stronger, because now it's focused on the other character. I don't want to reveal them, because it's a surprise. And he says, for that other character, it became a much, much more of an emotional journey. And this other character I'm referring to is one of our series regulars. So it's going to be very exciting. He's just like whittling it down, whittling it down. 
(laughs) (laughs) That particular character now gets to go somewhere that we never imagined they would until many seasons down the line, but we just pulled that up. So I think it's going to be really fun. It was a good way to, like I said, make an awkward situation into a great opportunity that ends up making Team Flash as a whole stronger. (laughs) I mean, yeah. You're not wrong about your take on it. I've got like I've got like two like characters that could be in my head now. <laughs> it's like he's sitting there saying like, "Well, I don't want to give anything away," but and then he whips out a game of Guess Who, <laughs> and he's like, "I don't want to give anything away, but I'm going to let you get the first six turns before I guess anything myself." Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, my character has glasses and has brown hair. Yep. He also said that Sue Dearborn in season seven is. Uh, is going to still be around. He says, you're going to see Sue more than once this year, even without elongated man on her own, making appearances and helping team flash in an unexpected way. Good. I liked her. Uh, me too. He says, it's just going to be hilarious because she was so much fun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Adding that continuing to have Sue on the show was quote, one of the easiest decisions I've ever had to make as a showrunner. I called up Natalie and said, don't worry. You're still going to be a part of the season. We'll find a way. Now, when I told her that, to be honest, I wasn't quite sure how, but I'm happy to report we found a way. (laughs) I'm just imagining everything he does with the premise of, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're definitely going to have you back. (laughs) He says, now we can expand her character and give her more backstory and more growth in ways that we hadn't initially planned. It's really exciting to see how she's going to interact more with Team Flash once her name has been cleared, because we are going to clear her name, obviously. What? I hate this man. <laughs> this guy's ordering at a restaurant. I don't want to spoil anything, but I will have the salmon. <laughs> but then that but then what's the reason for her to come back to Central City? And that's going to be a bit of her story this season. You try to make lemons and make lemonade, and suddenly now Sue's possibilities are wide open. And we have a particular storyline that she's going to help us out with, specifically one with <laughs> with one of our villains this season that we would have never gotten to to had not to circumstances if circumstances hadn't changed so it's going to be i think fun and unexpected for the audience as much as it is for or as it was for us to write so is this person that he was talking about that he doesn't want to spoil is it sue <laughs> it sounds a lot like a sue well these they're gonna clear a name though i don't know fuck yeah like if you got to talk to him for for like 10 minutes face to face about the show about the seven minute mark you'd be like is he about to like invite me on the writer team or because i feel like i could walk in there right now yep guy talks a bit too much (laughs) the the poor flash writers room twitter is over there like i don't we got some plans for next season. He's over there. What we're going to do with? <laughs> like you can't. Don't give him a, a. Don't give him an arc like you did with like the who was the man in the iron mask or who was Zoom or who was Savitar because he'll just be like, it's really cool. I don't want to spoil it, but it's Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to spoil anything, anything but it's because be it really could cool be cause... these seven people here. But I will tell you that it's not these six. <laughs> I'll leave the rest to your imagination. It's going to be a crazy ride. You'll never guess who it is. <laughs> His dad's name was Henry. I don't want to say anything else, though. Uh, I mean, uh, 
like it, it's a fun point, but sadly, you know, point for point, as you're telling me about like the stuff that he's he's spoiled, it's also stuff where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not surprising. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's giving the fucking house away here. Well, not to us because we're us, but <sighs> we're, we're I mean we're paying pretty close attention. But yeah, I go to TV time. I see those people like, what? How could this happen? I'm like, because uh, it was obvious. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I can't believe Barry's losing his powers again. I'm like, I mean, working out. Where else can you go, really? I, mean, I think if if you go to TV time, uh, the right <clears throat> at the right time for the right show, the right kind of show, you can learn roughly how to to say I didn't see that coming in like eight different languages. Yeah, just by scrolling through. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, when I go to TV time, and then another language I've never seen. Like, oh, that's how Portuguese says that. Great. Yeah, I I I don't know how these people get out of bed in the morning. Like, I don't know how they figure out how to put on their pants. <laughs> no, it, it, there's a spectrum, though, especially like you'll have uh, some people that are just absolutely uh, befuddled by what they've seen. And and then you'll you'll scroll down and then there will be somebody who's written a fucking dissertation on why you should have seen this coming from episode two. Mm hmm. <laughs> those two comments are right next to each other. I'm like, well, this is definitely covering some ground. <laughs> and there's just like that one, like like four or five paranoid. It's never just one. It's, it's like four or five paranoid people who are like, they better not kill Barry. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a that's an odd one. <laughs> they better not kill Barry, huh? All right. And it, and it does crack me up because it, it's it's it the kind of naivety that I don't, I only remember having it when I was so young that I thought Batman 66 was for reals. Yeah. This like is when like, I was like, I don't know how he's going to get out of the clam. This is like the kid who starts crying because he has to go, his parents want to go to the store and he wants to finish Power Rangers to quote unquote, see how it ends. <laughs> yeah. And my the parents, monster blows up. My parents <laughs> didn't think about this kind of stuff in anywhere, any, any kind of detail whatsoever. Like, uh, they, they just, nothing but myself if it was in the same situation i'd be like well i mean uh, i'll tell you the good guys win and that dude probably gets defeated and you'll probably see him later let's go we gotta head we gotta hit the road yeah <sighs> I, I i i think what i heard mostly was turn it off yep. <laughs> i'll tell you the only time it really <laughs> one of the only times where it really stung because i you know i started picking up on the the tricks of oh it's okay it's you know the, it's always sunny in philadelphia kind of thing um mm-hmm. End of the day, the reset button happens. Okay, that's how sitcoms work, all that kind of stuff. And then there was like some episode of Next Generation I was watching where it was part of the Q saga. Yeah. And it it was like halfway through the episode. And out of nowhere, my parents suddenly that night realized I was watching television past nine o'clock because it started at nine. Mm -hmm. And I watched every damn night at nine. And then this one night after I'd been trying to find this episode, I like would legitimately turn it on hoping to see more of this story. And then finally they re-aired that one episode where I was like, oh my God, I've been waiting to see the end of this. And they, that was the night they decided to pop in on me and be like, you know, you're not supposed to watch. Turn that off. You're kidding, right? Jeez. It was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, I tell you. Yeah. So. I think I later asked you how that ended because I was still. Oh God. Still it's confused. All, it's all on Netflix, man. Come on. I, I was back. Get in, it together. Get it, it together. Like back in. What, like it was actually back when we met, like back in the, you know, the 20. 2009. Yeah. yeah. It was back in that kind of day where I was like, okay, how did this story end up going? Because I didn't, I never got to see it. <laughs> Netflix right. was still handing out DVDs, bro. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Titans. We got some mm-hmm. Titans news at the Fandome. Uh, mm-hmm. We're getting Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's not going to have to die to get there, though. Yeah. He's not going to have to be a dead hood before he's a Red Hood. 
<laughs> no, they decided that that version was an asshole enough to just go ahead and put him in the uniform. Yep. So, uh, and now he's just like, he just wants, he's just got an obsession to take down his old team. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we've got Titans has announced Barbara Gordon, commissioner Barbara Gordon at that. Um, which, you know, I would, I'd like to see her suited up. I like Batgirl, but well, sure. I think whatever. you'll get some of it personally. You think? You yeah, think? I think so. I mean, maybe not present day, maybe a flashback or something, but I think I like this, something. I'd like to see a little tumult between her and, uh, her and Dawn, maybe something like, yeah, yeah. Look, I just don't know if you can drop Barbara Gordon and not put her in a Batgirl situation eventually. Just, I mean, you can. At but... least as a flashback. Oh, it can definitely be done. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. If I was putting money on something, I'm going to put money on I think you'll see something. I'm down for Babs, though. I'm down for Babs. Sure. Uh, Commissioner's a, a fine way to go with it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what she was in Batman Beyond. Yeah. Oh, and they said that uh, part of the... Part of the dynamic will be like her and now Nightwing trying to figure out, okay, we know how they used to do it. Mm-hmm. How do we want to do this? Yeah. That that sounded pretty cool. Yep. 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 And she's a bit wary of the Titans being in her city as well. So wouldn't you be? Well, yeah. They break people. Yeah. Of course in Gotham, you need to. <laughs> this is not, this is not wrong. So we got, uh, we're going to get Scarecrow coming in as a, uh, He's a, currently an inmate at Arkham Asylum and offering his services as a, as a profiler and consultant for the Gotham City Police Department. Honestly, I don't care. Give me Jonathan Crane in any format and I'll be happy. Dude, that sounds great. Like, if we're doing, like, Hannibal but with Scarecrow? Great. Sign me up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> he's, he's uh, I don't know why I like Scarecrow as much as I do. I really don't. I have no idea, but yeah, I'm, every time I see a version of Scarecrow is on the way, I'm like, yes, let's do this. Yay. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's move on to Stargirl. Outside of fandom, Jeff Johns confirmed. Uh, he says, listen, we have an amazing team, an amazing cast, amazing writers, and we're going to deliver the best show possible. Our goal is to deliver a show that is cinematic and different than all of the other shows and is of the utmost quality. And we have a lot of talented people to do that. Thanks for shitting on the CW shows, buddy. The pacing, the tone, the world, we've already established that. And we have the best VFX in the, sorry, VFX house. They're not going anywhere. So he's, he's trying to say it's not going to, it's not going to change. It's not going to be like the CW shows. Yeah. And I get it. I take his point. I was more dubious about the um, first person plural he was using. Mm-hmm. And he does say that the season, the budget for season two is going to be smaller. He says, but startup costs are always the most expensive. The building and testing and a lot of that we've already done. We have some new things to get into, which is exciting, but we won't, we wouldn't do season two if we didn't think we could make it as good as season one, but different. We're going to explore different story, different thematics, different avenues for the characters. We're all working incredibly hard on this because we're so proud of season one and we want season two to be even better. That's our goal. Nothing less. Fine word. Season one was great. I mean, if you can find another way to rig another story up and hit that same quality level, I'll be I'll be there for it. But I agree. Also, gather ye rosebuds while ye may, Johns. <laughs> it's it's still not quite looking great for him. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's not at the moment a, a, a super public uh, arena battle. I guess it's kind of slightly, just very slightly behind the doors, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but but. And that, I mean, all that being said, he can write a pretty good story for DC. If, like, if, yeah, sure. If he's still working with them and plotting out season two, I, you know, we might, we might all still be better for that. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. 
<laughs> we'll see. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling betrayed here. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's. Uh, I stood up for the guy for long enough. <laughs> I get it. Me too. It's, it's the death of the author concept, though. Like, you, you can't at some point separate what happened from the... I learned about it in some Lovecraft thing I was listening to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovecraft would be one to say all that. No, he wouldn't. People said it of him uh, oh, later yeah. because okay. they're like, look, he created this incredible <laughs> world, but uh, mm-hmm. he was super racist. Yeah. Like, how do we square this circle? And then out of nowhere, Jordan Pill's like, mm, I can square that circle. Like, okay. Go crazy, buddy. Here's all the HBO money. <laughs> is that what that show is about? Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. I've, I've literally never seen a trailer. I've just seen it talked about in certain uh, yeah. places where, like, I gather that that's partly what's happening is the uh, a little bit of, like, taking back the landscape of, like, look, he made this cool world, but, like... And it was, it, the thing that was cool uh, listening to something about it was uh, Lovecraft specifically, like he would write this world and it would, it, he, he, you know, he was a bit of a world builder, but like if other people wanted to use it, he wouldn't even, he wouldn't ask for a byline, nothing. He'd, yeah, man, just go crazy. Um, which was, you know, a bit odd. That's not normally how that goes. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are a little bit more proprietary than that. But yeah, so there was a lot of interesting stuff that he put out there but then there was stuff that's just like oh dude you weren't even you weren't even pretending you were thinking about hiding how racist you actually are like this is yeah. bad anyway Whew. death of the authors were, were mm-hmm. the phrase i came to listening to whatever that was yeah might have been uh, an engineer world hmm. i haven't listened to that in a while i haven't listened to anything in a while mm. not for real, was, for real actually i'm gonna say it was till uh, so Warner Brothers, Water Tower Music released the uh, series score for Stargirl Season 1. So that's out there. And this uh, award-winning composer, uh, Pinar Toprak, uh, who did uh, Sci-Fi's Krypton and Marvel's Captain Marvel. And okay. um, yeah, she said working on it was a no-brainer. So yeah, you should, uh, it, it's, it's out there. It's out there to get 22 tracks. That might be something I specifically go back for because I don't really remember the score to Scargirl too too mm-hmm. much. There was a lot going on with this, you know, the screen. I may have just not registered it. Yeah, I mean, it was very, you know, bombastic and uplifting as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I don't remember ever hitting the wrong cue, uh, yeah, so no. to speak. Like it, it did its job for sure. I just don't remember ever having to like stop and be like, "Wait, did I hear that?" Like that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was might be worth just digging in by itself. Yeah. So uh, word has come down that Astra Logue is coming back. She's going to be a series regular on season six of Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Klemmer, showrunner, executive producer, says uh, she's got a lot to figure out. That could be super, super fascinating. And she's great for Constantine as well. Their history really provides a great dynamic. Uh, I thought she did. She was doing well by the end of last season. I liked her. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't like her at the end of the season before last because she was kind of overdoing it a little bit, but eh, I liked it, her by the it, by last season. The legs got stretched by then, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was on board. Swamp Thing premieres on the CW October 6th with a 90-minute premiere. I'm sure they're going to edit the hell out of that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, DC Universe is going away. I don't know if they're moving that over to HBO Max or if we're just going to not have that version of the show anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Uh, Krypton season two is on DC universe. Now that's happening. I saw that Lucifer has dropped his first eight episodes of season five. 
is the first eight episodes of the 16 episode season. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the coronavirus, filming on the last couple of episodes has yet to be completed. So don't know when we'll get those other eight episodes. But guess what? Um, they finally released seasons one through five of the soundtrack. It's Tom Ellis singing. It's on, well, that's, uh, it's on Spotify. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's Tom Ellis and uh, Lauren German and uh, Leslie Ann Brandt doing different songs and singing. So, yep, that's from seasons one through five. So that is all on, uh, I think it's something like 13 tracks. Yeah, I'll probably check that out. They they have had music where I stopped a, a few times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've only seen like one episode. I watched the premiere episode, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Somewhere last week. Um, yeah, not, not, I mean, not bad by any stretch. I just, it's is it weird that it's like when it's being dropped <laughs> when it's dropping the first half of a season and mm-hmm. I don't even really know when the second half is going to come out it's hard to get super motivated about watching it yeah I I pretty much decided not to watch it until the other half drops yeah I've got a lot I'm of my probably, plate right now and I'm going to forget what happened that's a little bit of a problem I probably will end up watching it just because there's uh it's a good time for it. Like there's, we're so, we're so slow with a lot of stuff coming in that I'm mm-hmm. either a finally getting to go back for stuff that I haven't had time for, or, yeah, we need to get the penny worth. That's what we need to do. Probably. Yeah. But <laughs> probably what we're not. <laughs> no, when that, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's like every time I think we're about to have time for something that it just never materializes. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad problem to have constant content, I guess. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Lucifer uh, is uh, topping the Netflix charts. Uh, number yeah. one, number one, no number doubt. one, number one, number one, number one, number one. He was he was a popular figure. I didn't realize how much so until it was gone, and then mm-hmm. he just hit every top top character, top show. It's like man, I, just, I didn't know the depths of it. It's gonna be a thing where like streaming services that don't normally get the kind of the kind of uh, viewership that a network show gets. I wonder if like it would wouldn't be in their best interest to like have a network like pay a network to run the first season of a of a streaming show and then have them cancel it, create a false sense of injustice for people to like holler about and then be like, well, we picked it up. No, you had it the whole time. <laughs> so this is you're saying this is going to be the new maneuver. Um, it might be. We're we're past the Ryan Reynolds dropping the Deadpool footage trick. Yeah, we all know that trick now. Mm-hmm. Now it's the get yourself false canceled trick. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Well, we're on to you. It's it's all Snyder cut, man. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you can create that, like if you can make, think about it. If you can make fans believe they had a hand in saving a show, you've got yourself a whole slew of super fans who are going to follow you no matter what. Well, you would think, but. As we've learned, some of those fans can be very fickle. Mm-hmm. There will well, be splintering. Let's put it that way. Now the uh, bulk, for sure, the majority, the overwhelming majority, even is going to do b- roughly what you're saying. But. It seems like a good time to let everybody know that DC on screen yeah. has been canceled. <laughs> um. <laughs> we actually won't be allowed to release this recording we're making right now. So hopefully, someone will pick us up. Yeah. <laughs> this, we'll, we'll keep this this uh, this audio. In case someone does pick us up, 
Yeah. I don't know how you're going to figure this out because we were explaining it during the course of this audio. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate. We, we really just screwed up the timing on that we one. We think but. the timing could have been better. Yeah. Hashtag save DC on screen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let everyone know. Hashtag lost cause. <laughs> well, at least the DC on screen. <laughs> Over to Harlequin. At least we still don't have any news about a season three renewal. But it is coming to Blu-ray, and uh, Patrick Shoemaker says, so it turns out Harley Quinn will be coming to Blu-ray, which is very exciting. Also exciting that they aren't calling it the complete series. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Still holding out hope for season three. That Q&A was really pretty good. and It was fun. There was a fun, like the, the bit that I really enjoyed is something about Mr. J uh, spending a lot of money on uh tattoo removal surgery yeah after questionable tattoo choices or something yeah i I vaguely remember that bit it was i mean i remember chuckling several times during the bit i thought it was pretty good but um my favorite though was she mentioned something about like is there gonna be a season three and she's like well i don't know it's it's extremely cheap to make and i forget which maybe i even wrote that down i think i have to remember writing that down see if you wrote it see did i hmm no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I typed that. It's somewhere in our Discord chats while we were doing You this. did. But, I um, remember you saying something. But yeah, I was like, it's super cheap to make, and, you know, we already has a large built-in audience. So it's pretty hilarious, actually. Yep. I could use a little more Harley Quinn in my life. Uh-huh. It was a good show. It was a good I show. Still got plenty of plot left to offer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and again, a show with stakes, like you were saying. It does. They will just kill some folks. Nah, people will not necessarily make it out of a season. I don't care how mu- how many years they've been around. In the- also, you know, Ron Fuchess. Yep. <laughs> As we were explaining earlier, he's a great fit. I want more. Yep. All right. Uh, the the Bat- Batman The Long Halloween was confirmed as being a big two-part animated movie mm-hmm. uh, during the Superman and Man of Tomorrow panel. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's a great story. I'm really, I'm really interested to see like if they're gonna like try to animate it to look like Tim Sale's artwork because that would that could be potentially really friggin' dope. It, it could be really dope or kind of really awkward. Yeah, there's but a way this could go poorly. There is a way they could do it where it would be both in a way that I just absolutely adored. Like you know, like how MTV tried to like emulate Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, what is this? Also, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what's going on. This is boring. But yeah, I, I would love to see it. Isn't it in, it, it, it's been, God, it's been forever since. I've, I mean, I remember reading like Long Halloween probably seven years ago, last time I picked that thing up. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't it have a shot in there where the Riddler's like scared. I'm sure. It, I want to say it's in that book, but it's like, and, I'm, and it's Riddler and he's he's scared, but he's got this like, like he's almost visibly quaking in like a Scooby Dooish kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, like that his body right. looks liquid almost for a second for one frame. And I kind of thought like that's the kind of shot that's. I mean, yeah. I remember something about it. Yeah, he looks like he's about ago. to turn into Senator Kelly from X Men. A little bit, yeah. Like he's he goes straight like he goes from like oh that's actually good. He goes from uh, spaghetti in the box to cooked spaghetti in one frame. Mm-hmm. And. I, it, like you're saying with the with the art style, like yeah, part of me would be like, oh yeah, that is that's w- the way I remembered it. And the other part of me kind of wouldn't want to actually see it. Yeah, 
I no, I, I I hope they actually do something with that and make it look Tim Sale-ish because to me that's, that's one of the things that like do. screams that story. So I say normally they more recently they've been normally kind of trying to do something. And I know it's a little more difficult, but I would love to see them actually like playing with some deep blacks. You know what I mean? Like I'm not that sounds really racial. No, I'm saying like <laughs> I know what you meant. Like, I didn't think about it, but yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of his line work is just like very like sort of thick, you know, deep blacks. <laughs> deep velvety colors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, it's funny to hear you like just realize uh, that sounds bad and I can't talk my way out of it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I mean, if, either you know what I'm talking about or you don't. Mm-hmm. Either way, I was in favor of the deep blacks. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I heard you calculating, like, is there a way if I go... Oh, fuck it. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Batman Soul of the Dragon was also announced, which seems really interesting and weird and unique and <laughs> set in the 1970s. And uh, I don't know, man. It's got Richard Dragon in it. It's got Lady Shiva in it. And it's got freaking Bronze Tiger. And uh, Bruce Tim is working on this. He's doing it. And... Um, it looks like it's going to be early 2021. It's directed by Sam Liu. And uh, I don't know, man. This looks just so weird. It looks so weird. So it's got, just a martial arts competition animated? Well, it's got... Uh, let's see. The voice cast is David Giantoli of Grimm. I don't know that guy. I don't know. I don't I don't like Grimm. Is so that I never the gave main guy in Grimm? I don't know. Hmm. I just told you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know Grimm. I... <laughs> Hoped maybe in the description it said lead or something. But Michael Jai White is reprising his role from Arrow as Bronze Tiger. Okay. Right. And and All Kelly right. Hugh from X Men Two. Kelly Hugh from X Men Two is going to be the voice of Lady Shiva. All right. Um, and Mark Dacascus is going to be uh, Richard Dragon. So, All right. uh, yeah, man. I I don't know. Is it, it says the film is an original tale. Uh, rather than based on a specific comic book storyline, it sees Bruce Wayne facing a deadly menace from his past with the help of three former classmates, world-renowned martial artist Richard Dragon, Ben Turner, that's Bronze Tiger, and mm-hmm. Lady Shiva. So that's really that's really cool. I, I always like when they do something weird. <laughs> I might yeah. not like it, but I always like that they, they gave it a shot. Hey, man, you took a swing. I respect that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm down with like, what's funny is like everything's seventies. Everybody's talking about like Batman is going to be like a 1970s, blah, 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 taxi driver. And freaking, uh, Suicide Squad is like, it's like a 1970s war movie mixed with James Gunn bullshit. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, we're doing 1970s Batman running around with, and by the way, they showed, they had like a, a bronze tiger has just like a hilarious, um, Afro. <laughs> Naturally. Like, everybody looks like they're in the 70s. It's, it's great. It's great. Even Batman, he's got the blue and gray. He looks like he's like from the 70s Batman shit. It's a lot of fun. A, I've got a picture somewhere of my dad with like a high school senior kind of photo with mm-hmm. a, with a for sure Afro, like real yeah. Afro. Yeah. Good four or five inches. <laughs> Radius. Oh, God. It, it really was that popular for a moment. Yeah, and also it looks like they've they've announced a Justice Society World War II animated movie. That uh, I mean, I'm down. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I like the idea of getting the JSA out there a little more, let uh-huh. people know who those cats were. I 
think there's been like a slow crawl into them being part of the public uh, idea. Mm-hmm. There has. a little more love here recently. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about video games before we wrap this thing up, this monster Absolutely. of an episode up. Yeah. Batman Gotham. <laughs> Batman God, Gotham Knights. I we did one this long. I know. Uh, WB Montreal has released their Gotham Knights trailer for Fandom. They released a, a gameplay trailer as well. It looks fantastic. It yeah. looks like the Arkham Knight games, even though they have confirmed it is not a part of the Arkham universe. Um, which, you know, they people were like, hey, me and Matt were like, I mean, I definitely thought it was. And then like, I they thought were it like, was oh, for a second. There. Yeah, they were like, Batman's dead, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But then like other people were like, wait, in our, at the end of Arkham Knight, Barbara Gordon didn't have her legs or use of her legs. She had them. They were just kind of there. Um, yeah. Okay. And Jim Gordon was still alive. So, and but in this, we've got Batman talking about Jim Gordon being dead mm-hmm. and, and Barbara's got full mobility. So, and they did confirm, Montreal confirmed it was not in the Arkham universe. So, but it still looks great nonetheless. I think, uh, I don't, I, that being the case, I think Batman's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> I do. I think his death is going to be faked. I think he's a Talon. He's one of the Court of Owls because this trailer is definitely like crawling with Talons. It, yeah, it's crawling with Talons. And, uh, it, I think it looks fantastic. I do. Like, like if I, like, I'm definitely, and by that, I mean, Man, I'm going to have fun watching that on YouTube. I I really wasn't kidding. Like between, I mean, I've already seen like some Spider-Man action that looked pretty fun. And Mm -hmm. that Avengers game kind of looks pretty sweet. Yes, it does. And then by the time they got through showing me the trailers then, I was like, okay, so apparently I'm buying a console here in the future. Mm, Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to have to be like one of the new ones. Well, I looked into it, and apparently, end of 2020, they're planning on releasing PS5. Yeah, and it's going to be one of them. Yeah, I might go. Well, and then I looked into the game itself, and it should be backwards compatible, compatible for PS4, but also able to take advantage of PS5. Apparently, yeah, yes, but and there's a big but here. Uh huh. Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League is not backwards compatible. It will only be for the new stuff. The new. I did consoles. not get to look into that yet. So yeah, that's yep. okay. Cool. 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 I looked into it for you. Thank you. Um, You're screwed. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I was going to get one, I might as well get the new one. Mm-hmm. But, um, I like how that's her where you've backstepped into. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, now that I have no choice, I might as well get the new one. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 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 Well, it, and I, I guess I was leaning towards PlayStation this time because last time that I went out on a limb and actually bought a system, it was an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Eh, well, let's do some PS love this time. I don't really care. The buttons are in the same place and they do the same thing when you push them. Well, hey, man, you know, you could always uh, you could always stream live stream your gameplay on Twitch and uh, make it exclusive for patrons only. I don't reckon I know how that works. I don't either. But you're a smart guy and I believe in you. <laughs> My point is. Apparently we'll figure it out. You know, you could, uh, you know, hypothetically use some of that patron money to, to procure the, the necessary uh, accoutrement. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess there's that, but <laughs> theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, <sighs> I ended up, um, I, as I mentioned earlier, I bought, well, I, I had the Steam games, the Arkham games, mm-hmm. and I just gotten so excited watching this, man, I just kind of want to go play a little, just dick around. And I, I did. I, I, yeah, but in this one, you can literally dick around because <clears throat> you can play Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, we're like walking around, running around like Space Coast. I am a dick, dicking yeah. around. Dick, dick, well, dick, there's, dick, a, dick, there's dick. a Red Hood too, so I can Jason around if I really feel like it. That's right. You can literally play Jason. That, that'd be nice. Um, you know, my girl, my, my girl, Batgirl, is just, I just want to play Batgirl. I get it. <laughs> Looked fantastic all around, to be honest. But uh, I, I mean, I really do. I just I hate keyboard controls and I hate yeah. having to use a mouse to look around. It's just, I'm so used to having the two, you know, controller keep the thumb pads and everything at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I literally was like, look, how can I, what's, what's it going to cost me to fix this? And it's like 18 bucks on Amazon. You can get a little USB controller done. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If I'm going to screw around, let me at least get the proper material. Yep. But see, yeah, it says, um, let's see. This is an original story set in DC's Batman universe with the Belfry as their base of operations. This new era of heroes will solve mysteries that connect the darkest chapter in Gotham's history. <laughs> mm-hmm. More Court of Wild shit. Mm-hmm. From its soaring towers to its underground criminal network. Embark on rich storylines, including face-offs against some of the most infamous DC supervillains, such as Mr. Freeze, who is set on engulfing Gotham in ice. Right. And it also says players must save Gotham from descent into chaos and reinvent themselves into their own version of the Dark Knight. Now, we did see in some of this, like, you could see their costumes changing throughout the game, like Robin becoming Red Robin. We saw uh, Batgirl going from having a mask to, like, having, like, a full-on cowl and, like, an armored Batman look. Like, yeah, yeah that that's exciting. That's really interesting and makes me want to play it. And it's two-player co-op. Yeah, that part's really my favorite part of any. It's it's one of the reasons that I finally talked myself into, you know, over the course of all this. Like, I mean, I know the Avengers game was going to be co-opted. It looks like both the games that we're talking about here are going to have some co-op. Mm-hmm. But, like, I miss that. There was, it's just a lot of fun to go explore a game. Like, my favorite version of any game is going to be story mode. Mm-hmm. Um, almost invariably. And then, uh, like, I think the sole exception maybe is Goldeneye back in the day. Um but yeah, like, <laughs> my favorite version of a game is like tell me tell me your story let me play the story yeah and getting to actually go through it with somebody it, you know it's one thing like me and you used to literally play arkham the arkham games in the room with each other mm-hmm. and we would just kind of do you know color commentary but you, you couldn't <laughs> like you, you couldn't just chime in and actually play with me at any point or you know yeah, not like with you, but like if you got stumped on a place, you'd hand me the controller and I'm like, oh, here it is. And you're like, I've been working on that for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it was dumb luck, man. I don't know. Did you look up? I did not. Okay. <laughs> and then like five seconds later, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to keep doing this here. <laughs> well, it normally got you is like you'd play for a minute and then you get to a room of like 20 people and be like, and here you go. Yeah. If, if you could take out these 20 people. Yes, sir. Give me that. That's my specialty. Thank you. I know you. You know, I would, I would, I would, I would play. I would fight people. Yeah. But you know, also there would be like, and now we're at a part of the puzzle that I just don't feel like messing with. Here you go, buddy. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I scan the room twice with a detective mode. I don't know what the hell I'm looking. Just take it. Yeah. I remember a few times coming back and being like, "How many Riddler trophies did you get? I got four. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'd be like, I can't figure out this Riddler trophy. You figured out. Yeah. Like 20 minutes later. Damn it. <laughs> How do you get there? I don't know. Maybe yeah. we don't have like a tool that we're supposed to have. We have all the damn tools. We have every gadget slot filled. Okay. Anyway. Uh, have you tried jumping from the top of the tower onto the thing? <laughs> no, I guess I haven't. Have Maybe you tried that. ritualistic suicide? Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, we got the trophy. We're dead now. Yeah. 
Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. This trailer was so much fun, man. It was. It was so much fun. I <sighs> had me itching for uh, some gameplay trailer. I really wanted out. to see the gameplay. I mean, they're just not there yet. That's all there is to and it. But this one is set in the in the Arkham universe. Yes. And that's uh, that's yes, it's Rocksteady. It is, you know, Tara Strong doing Harley. It's uh, yes. And they said that you'll be able to switch between them while you're playing. As you go. Yeah. Yeah, as you go. Like they made it sound like within the course of one mission or like let's say in the in this trailer, you know, they go out on a little mini mission, they go take out some people, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. They made it sound like the same way the camera's swapping between people, you could just be like, Yeah, I'm gonna go deadshot now for a minute. And it says you can team up with friends, not a friend, but friends, so I'm guessing it's four player co op. Multiplayer. I would think. Yeah. But yeah, they were saying that you could, you know, jetpack around as Deadshot, killing people. You can run around, you know, as Harley. You can do, you're every, you can be everybody. Whatever it is, Boomerang's going to ultimately be able to do. Yeah, because it it looks like he's got like a speed force, a Boomerang speed force or something. It does. Uh, Somehow he's moving faster than normal with a Boomerang. And I don't really know the, I don't know what's going on with that. Mm. I do. I mean, but that is, I don't know. That's fun too. Like, you want to use some finesse, you get Harley. You want to do whatever it is that Boomer's doing, we'll figure that out later. Hey, you, you like shooting people from a distance, right? Some projectile combat? Cool. We got Deadshot for you. Oh, you just want to bludgeon some motherfuckers? I got somebody for you, too. Like, honestly, it is, it's kind of fun to play all those different styles. Same way it was in mm-hmm. Injustice. Like, you want to be a bruiser? Cool, we got a few of those. Mm-hmm. I like I dug it. Yep. I thought it looked great. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a lot of fun to see Superman roasting that dude. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, ah, oh, get out of here, spandex. We got a job to. Oh shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, as far as like the acting of that animation goes, uh, the look on his face when he gets hit with the boomerang at the end really kind of cracked me up. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> like, fun. I shouldn't have done that. Shock. Um, <laughs> just there's this <clears throat> small look of like, did you really just throw? I'm a, I'm a god. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right you want to wrap it up with some more listener feedback we got here shoot let's do whatever damage we can still all right uh, my brain no braining no more Stu little at sl fricky on twitter says was there anything you felt like you should have hated but actually loved for me the fact gotham knights is not in the arkham universe sorry matt is refreshing and the fact that the suicide squad uh, cast Rooker as Savant, who's supposed to be a pretty boy, is pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel, I didn't see anything that I should have hated, but actually loved. I, I just loved everything. The, the games are what I would say is like I expected not to really care, and ended up being super excited about. Yeah, I yeah. Maybe I don't the closest think I, I can get to to hate <laughs> that spectrum of emotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, call me Sammy at. Uh, shame him shame him mondal five call me sammy damn you gave uh, it your best shot has several things for us as uh one or three things what mm-hmm. was your favorite moment slash panel uh, i don't know just the batman trailer probably the batman trailer my favorite panel was the snyder cut trailer yeah uh, was the snyder uh, cut panel i should say Single favorite moment of the entire thing might be when he announced the four hours. Mm, okay. That was high on the list of, like, that was a lot of lot of dopamine and serotonin got released. Mm-hmm. Because I was expecting a smaller, I don't know, it, I was told there's four fucking hours coming. I was very yeah. excited. 
I also, but at that moment I had a, like, I had this little demon in my head that was like, Snyder said the assembly cut was almost five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, where not, is it? Not there? even in his movies with all the reins in his control will everything actually get out of production. <laughs> Some stuff does finally hit a floor. <laughs> like, whatever you want, man. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's okay. It's okay. God, we still have uh, like an hours of delete uh, an hour of deleted scenes even in the Snyder cut. What the hell? I, that's another thing to look forward to is you'll probably get a good chunk of that hour. Yeah, maybe. In physical form as a deleted scene eventually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he There's some of it. Yeah. One of the things he was saying in that real in motion cast though was that Lex Luthor had more of an arc and they were building to something and he doesn't know if that's going to be a reality now. So I'm sure a lot of Luthor's arc is going to be on the floor. Yeah. And also he alluded to, you know, part of it being the Deathstroke stuff. Like he has no idea of that Ben Affleck movie that they were going to set up for Ben is going to happen. Right. So that's probably not going to be around. So there's that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, number two, what's one criticism about the event? Um, I thought a lot of the bullshit in between was stupid. Yeah. Like I a mean, lot of the Wallace and Gromit bullshit. I just didn't like it. It's really just the Wallace and Gromit. Like the, um, the stuff where uh, Conroy and uh, uh, McGinnis are talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. That uh, was the, fun. I liked that. I liked the like, that. The little MST3K inversion of that kind of stuff was fun. Uh, yeah. Honestly, the only thing that I was like. Mm-hmm. But is, leaning again, leaning hard into the multiverse. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, only thing I didn't really care for other than the one, I mean, I say I didn't, after I saw the first one, I just kind of started walking out of the room to go pee when I saw those come on. So I don't, I don't, I don't even see most of them, but uh, the talking points in between were just like some of these people just awkward delivery, I guess, on some of the talking points. Like we, we're all here for it. You don't have to give me the fake pumped up talking points. Just show me the thing. Like, yeah. We don't need the bad segues and stuff. Right. Just, and just do it. One of the problems that I had was, you know, they were, it felt like they were kind of like going out of the way to be like, here's our, here are, you know, announcers from around the world. And that's well, fine. I think that was intentional just because it, to me, it felt like those were going to be the people doing the translating into right. the various language. And it, you know, on the one hand, I was happy that those people are actually kind of getting to actually have some lines and get some screen time. I was happy for them. Mm-hmm. It just, they just weren't delivered very they well. They weren't like, delivered well. And I kind of felt like Tiffany Smith should have been doing that all of it the whole time. <sighs> like, she's earned that spot, dude. Like, Tiffany Smith has been, like, the face of, like, DC News. Like, on the YouTube channels and then on DC Daily uh, when they were doing that on DC Universe. I just kind of, you know, I wanted to see more of her. I thought That's she fair. she should have had, she could have delivered it a lot better than a lot of those people. You know, I, and we only know. got Aisha as a bookend. I know. And that was like, I felt like Aisha should like Aisha and Tiffany should just been doing the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I really was happy for everybody to, to get in and get some, uh, some time and, and I don't know. It, I'm happy for him, but uh, yeah. just like we, Maybe we could have done another couple takes to get maybe yeah. a better run on that. I'm sorry. I know you said what, what's one criticism about the event, but there's that. Also, you know, I'm, I'll go for a third. I don't <laughs> even, I did not like, I did not enjoy any of those stupid panel games. I was just like, this is just taking my life away. What do you get to the things? It, I, there's, I don't know. I was torn. Like I probably would have enjoyed them 
a little bit more if I wasn't, if it wasn't in the middle of an eight hour event that is, you know, people who work in an office know this sitting for eight hours is actually physically taxing. I Mm -hmm. know it sounds stupid, but it really does like you're sore at the end of it. Um, I don't know, man. I, as you're sitting there watching them play a trivia game or do the werewolf game or whatever it is, you're like, yeah, I mean, I this is fun in a way. And on the other hand, I kind of want to get on to some stuff. Let's let's do the thing. But you don't want to leave because you're going to miss something. But yeah, you're going to miss yeah, something. If they say something, you might miss it. Yeah. And there so, was just, there was a lot of talking over that got a little, yeah, a little hard was, to follow with some of the talking. Over yeah. Well. It was a bit much. Um, yeah. I mean, it was not a perfect event, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We're, I feel like we're nitpicking. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were asked to. We were asked to nitpick, though. So. We were asked. Mm-hmm. Um, who are these people that want us to nitpick? <laughs> um, he says three rank the trailers. Uh, for me, that's going to be the Batman. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Actually, I think I've got the same three in that order. Uh, Batman Gotham Knights. Wonder Woman 1984 and Black Adam. I, th- I think I'm going to swap Black Adam and Gotham Knights in mine, but that's it. Okay. That's fair. I was a little iffy myself on those. I, th- I think that's, well, I mean, I say that. Uh, throw a Suicide Squad in, like, right. Oh, yeah. I forgot the Suicide Squad. Uh... Throw a Suicide Squad. Let, let's call both of the things that we were shown one video, and I'm going to throw it right above Justice League kills Su- or Suicide Squad kills Justice League. Okay, yeah. Behind Snyder Cut. Yep, okay. That's where I'll put mine, too. This, the, the just, uh, sorry, the Suicide Squad uh, sneak peek is going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I should pretty much do it. And then at the very bottom of any of that, the Flash thing, because it's just not, that wasn't enough footage to get really excited about yet. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing uh, personal. I'm, I'm sure it'll be interesting when I finally get to see it. Yep. Me at <laughs> Vonol Hoffen 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I, love I hope that, there's an exclamation and you're not having a stroke. No, there is. It's me, exclamation point. Good. That's the just guy's checking. name. We've been recording for a while. I was oh, just checking on your yeah. status. Uh, let's see. They have a few questions for us. One, can we all please stop worrying about the direction Matt Reeves is taking with the Batman? I think he more than delivered. Uh, agreed. Yes, I, I, I was never worried about it. <laughs> 130% agree with you. Like, if you... How was it put earlier? Optimistic and now enthusiastic kind of thing? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Surely this is proof of concept for anybody who is still even trying to like hold back their enthusiasm. Yep. Um, two thoughts on no updates about Henry Cavill and Superman. I honestly didn't even think about it until you just brought it up. I've seen a ton of stuff about. I honestly, there's some people that are just genuinely mad that Superman didn't get like his own panel. That Man of Steel two wasn't announced. Like people I mean, beating that had drum, it in but... their heads. Yeah. People just, people had it in their heads that it was going to be announced to, like, that was the thing. And then now there are people convinced that, you know, that part two of Fandom is going to have some announcements like that. I've, what I've, I don't know, man. Uh, For my money, part two has already been recorded and Mm -hmm. we're not going to get anything all that new. But it's like 13, I mean, it's not 13, it's like a month away. It's like three weeks away. So, I mean, theoretically... They could it drop could. some shit. It could, but I think it, if anything, the Affleck news to me proves that if it's going to be something as heavy as Henry Cavill actually showing up for some, you know, substantial contractually signed screen time, 
I'm probably just going to get that as news. Mm-hmm. It may not stay. Well, that and on top of other things, like it's supposed to be TV and comics that are getting their highlight. They're not going to drop Henry Cavill on the top of the TV and comics, I think. Unless I mean, they did I mean, drop some TV stuff on this one, so they might. They did, but also they kind of used it as filler. Yeah, because there was a secret panel that got thrown out. Yeah. Whatever that was. So we got like a truncated version of the flash panel and stuff like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, long no, story I'm, short, no, I don't think that's happening. But yeah, I'm know. good. I'm good. I don't know. I, I'll, I'm not necessarily over the moon about a Man of Steel two anyway. I don't. I just don't care. Like, as long as Zach gets to tell his story, like I don't need a standalone Superman story. You know what I mean? Look, I'll, I'll not right now. I don't eat it up if you give it to me. Yeah, um, no. Like I love Cavill. I love I love Man of Steel. Um, but I wasn't expecting it honestly. And I do think if we get that news, it'll just be news. So, mm-hmm. uh, three rank these candy choices: Reese's, peanut butter cups, Twix, or Kit Kat. Well, you you named it. That's the that's the order for me. Mm, I'm gonna swap Kit Kat and Twix. Uh, Twix. Okay, all right. But it's like Reese's high one, and then you go substantially down, and then you then you talk about the other two. <laughs> yep. And even above that, you put Reese's peanut butter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And Number I'm going to throw in like Three Musketeer and piss some people off hard. <laughs> You're not going to piss me off, but uh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, hell, I'll eat a zero bar if you actually can find one. I mean, they're good, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Number four, he says, Dr. Fate and Black Adam. Hell yeah. For Soof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of my favorite parts about that. Like, I was super pumped about the uh, Black Adam panel once he was done with it. And, man, yep. just, again, I know I said it earlier, but Dr. Fate getting a big screen treatment is, that's great news to me. Yep. Um, number five, best national coffee chain? Ooh, lines at Dunkin' Donuts are shorter. Um, you know, I, I don't drink coffee. I, don't, um, I cannot have caffeine. I literally can't have caffeine. I mean, I can, but I don't drink coffee because it's so sugary. Because I can't, I can't stand coffee, or I can't like do coffee with a lot of sugar in it now. I, but, I miss um, it deeply. I would, I, I can, I could drink dark roast coffee black all day if I could handle the caffeine. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Starbucks because you know back in the day, going to Barnes and Noble, man, oh, give me, give me one of those, yeah. yeah, get one of those like gigantic uh, frappuccinos, frap cap, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah. I was a big. I was. I would. I'd be doing it now if I could. So, um, it, for me, they're both slightly irrelevant. It was actually one of the things I was kind of pissed about. It was like when everything started shutting down uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Starbucks had come out with these like coconut water based drinks that I, mm-hmm. I. You know, there's a Starbucks inside the Target you know, that I go to. So I I saw them on the wall. I was like, holy shit! They finally got something I can actually try. And I'd even kind of scoped it out like, no, I think it's using a different machine. I can actually use, I can actually drink this and not, you know, accidentally get caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, COVID destroyed my chances of trying that drink. And it's uh, it's in the wind and who knows if they'll ever put it on the menu again. So, yeah, that might have been a deciding factor and it's gone now. Yep. I'm sorry, man. Mm, you know, say la vie. Uh- his final question, what's one thing that you wish they would have covered? Oh, sorry. I skipped one. What mm. was the biggest hell yeah moment for you during fandom? The Batman trailer. Just Batman almost going to say the whole Batman trailer. Uh, number seven, what is one thing that you wish they would have covered slash announced during fandom? Ryan Reynolds in the, in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. An official would have been nice. Um, 
or Ben Affleck doing the Batman movie with Deathstroke. Sure, any of that. I yeah. also, again, would have taken a Man of Steel too happily. Sure, I would have too. Or you remember that rumor that was going around that he, that he was going to be used like the Hulk, like kind of tying some movies together, kind of playing mentor here and there. I would the love Hulk? that. No, like the same way Hulk appears in several movies, but he like he doesn't really oh. get his own movie, but he appears in yeah. others, kind of thing. Well, I think they hinted at that a bit. There was there was a, a bit of a rumor going around that that was the direction they may take it, and I was kind of on board with that one. I kind of yeah. like the idea that like yeah like yeah he'll show up in Shazam, mentor, mm-hmm. y- young dude. He'll show up in a Flash movie for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, we know that that's kind of apparently the take that friggin' Keaton's Batman has taken that he's doing like a Nick Fury type of thing, like pulling strings behind the scenes, mm-hmm. the multiverse Batman. So yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I just like the idea that every once in a while uh, it gets real hairy and you look over and like Superman's there like, hey, what's up, man? Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn it. You fight your own guys and fight ours too? Da, 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 I had a few da, minutes. Da, da. <laughs> See, that's one of the funny things. Like people are always like, we, we there were people who were bitching about like fandom using the Christopher Reeve music, uh-huh. the John Williams theme. One, that's like the most iconic friggin' superhero theme ever. And, you know. Nobody on the planet. There's misunderstands no one, that theme. Yeah, no one doesn't know who, what that is. Yeah, but the other thing is, what's funny to me is that, like, when I think of Superman, the first thing I come that comes to mind is dun da dun 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 which is the old Fleischer. And like, so I'm just like, yeah, John Williams, whatever. Dun da well, all right, I, so love thing, I love them both. I love them both. Another thing that's cracked me up is for a uh, panel or for eight hours that did have a, a you know a relatively low amount of Superman. Um, had a brief little passage from Henry Cavill, right, reading off a question, and then it had. Um, I mean, you got an announcement of four hours worth of Justice League, which will invariably or inevitably have plenty of Superman in it. So I would argue that you got some Superman, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Short of, and it was actually, oh, you know what? That's actually a good point. Here's something I found a little cringy. Most of the music they used for the fandom, mm-hmm. pretty like garage bandy, kind of amateurish, like a little bit, a little bit annoyed me. Okay. There were two, there were two glaring moments where I was like, well, this is definitely different. Um, the only other music I heard other than just what sounded like some very stock rock band kind of stuff uh, was the Man of Steel soundtrack. I heard, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I heard that beginning and ending the whole thing. Like they, I, I know I saw the reference at the end where it, it referenced that they were using something off that soundtrack, but I'm pretty sure I heard it at the beginning too. Hmm. So, you know, he was there. Yeah. They had, they had allusions to him at the very least. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Matthew Salvatore at Pure Genius Lego says, words cannot express how amazing all of the DC content was. The Snyder Cut teaser was beyond amazing. Loved the song. The Batman was epic and scary. Cheetah looks great. What was your favorite moment out of the entire fandom? What was, uh, mine was Zach, Zach's panel and trailer. Cheers, gentlemen. Uh, the Batman trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, Mine's still learning that I had four hours of Justice League to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Wang. Vermouth1991 says, Did we or did we not hear a line from Andy Serkis's Alfred in the Batman teaser? The you're a celebrity one. I, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, yeah. I mean, if yeah. it's not, that'll that'll raise my eyebrows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that was probably one. All right, so we have one more, uh, one more piece of feedback, and it is a voicemail. 
Did you forget about the voicemail? <laughs> I, I forgot that was going to be a thing. <laughs> hey guys, it's Joel from Houston. With uh, everything that happened at DC Fandom, I was thinking that a cool way to like have like a very connected but disconnected universe in the movies and the shows would be cool if they made a movie kind of like Crisis on Infinite Earth, and you have all these other movies like The Suicide Squad, and then the first version of Suicide Squad, and then you have Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then you have the Shazam stuff, and the Wonder Woman stuff, and the Batman, and the Joker, and everything. Everything that's connected through the multiverse, right? If you could have one movie that later on down the line connects them, like a crisis type of thing, where all those universes have to come together and have to, like, you know, stop the antagonist, I'm assuming would be the dark side or the anti-monitor, whoever you want it to be, the big bad is, you know? And so that way, it gives you the freedom to have your movies be separate and not connected, but you pick out which ones are the ones that have the biggest fan base, and then you go based off of that one. That's the one that goes forward. Keep everything separated. Don't worry about connecting it until later on. 10 years down the road or something, much like the Marvel movies did. Just keep it all separated until you have to have a crisis movie that connects them all. And that way you have the freedom to kill off which franchises you don't like. The ones that make the least money, the ones that have the least fan base, you can kill off those and be like, hey, but you'll still get, like, a version of... For example, a lot of people didn't like the Harley Quinn uh, Birds of Prey movie, or maybe they did. I myself loved it, but a lot of people didn't turn out for it because it didn't make the money. Yeah, just uh, really excited to see what DC has coming down. I kind of want to see Captain Cold in the Flash movie. I know everyone wants to see Reverse Flash, but I want to see Captain Cold. Leonard Snipes. All right, Joel from Houston, man. Ah, yeah, okay, so I think I, I'm, I'm getting what you're saying. Like, we've been talking about this for a long time, how we want to see, we would love to see uh, a big uh, a big movie uh, event, sort of like an Endgame or an Infinity War, uh, that would be Crisis on Infinite Earths. I've been saying this for years on the show, and uh, until re- very recently, it just felt like a pipe dream. Sure. Um, now they're, they're, they're hitting, hit so heavy into the multiverse, uh, but I have to admit, I never considered the possibility of doing crisis just to kill off your unpopular shit. I mean, like DC considered that possibility when they did crisis. Yeah. You know, but like in, in terms of like doing like just taking all your TV and movies and stuff and be like these, this one's popular. This version is not this yeah. version. Po- and just being like, all right, well, Jared Leto Joker, you're out. Margot Robbie, you're in birds yeah. of prey. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. Like, I think there would be like, it would be, you know what would be fun? Yeah, well, it would. Is if like they did like secret polling, sort of like Jason Todd. Like, if they like built a crisis, like a build up to crisis, and then they were like, okay, now you guys can like take any of these surveys that we have on social media and you vote for the people who are going to die. <laughs> and no that one knows be, who is going to be. a fun be. kind of way to do this. Like, imagine it's like, Imagine like the CW, for instance, comes out and says, okay, well, you, Pedowitz takes the stage and says, here's the deal, guys. I know we have like 30 shows on right mm-hmm. now, um, thir- just DC. We can afford three going forward. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to do it like a, like a bracket style. We're going to have like, you know, Batwoman and Supergirl 
and they do it like a like a bracket, like a versus thing, until you get narrowed it down to the three that survive. And they're like, cool, we'll get back to you in a few months with how it's gonna how we're gonna make this work. And then you get to it, and now that you've gotten to do your voting and everything, and you you know we we know what shows survive the the melee. You know, mm-hmm. then yeah, you just write a satisfying crossover where the people who didn't get to continue going get like a satisfying out. Yeah. It's better yeah. than what they do with the comic, the actual comics. I mean, dude, when that runs, when that run gets canceled, it may just get canceled. Yeah, that's you, true. If if you're very lucky, they cancel you a couple months out, and the writer has time to be like, oh, oh, oh. fire yep. all the bullets, as Snyder would say. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I think it might be a fun idea. There's, there's, you know, I think they would have to have some sort of mechanism where they went in and said, like, the voting, you couldn't do. Uh, like if you like, I'm sorry. Like you go to vote, and like a little message comes up and says, "I'm sorry, your feed says you know, go woke, get broke too many times <laughs> this month." There's a it's a selective survey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we don't like the way you talk about you know people of color. You can't vote. <laughs> I'm sorry. We discovered you still have a MySpace and a blog. Uh, you're not allowed. <laughs> An active block, might your Twitter bio says get her done. You're yeah. you're not allowed. Yeah. Um <laughs> But no, I mean it would be interesting. It'd be an interesting way of doing it. It'd be kind of a just, fun list to write who's out. <laughs> but, but yeah, well yeah, but that's sort of the thing is like how that's kind of where I'm getting hung up is like how well, do you decide? There'd be who some is, serious stuff I would use, like, oh, we uh we, we found on your feed where you sh- you know, shared uh a, a trailer that was leaked early that was you're you're out, kind of thing. Right? Yeah. You follow John Campia, you're yeah. out. You can't yeah. do it. Uh, but you know, I, I do like. I would love to see what the criteria was for deciding whether or not a character or a franchise is truly popular. Because the thing is, like Birds of Prey has been extremely popular among those who have seen it. Like, <laughs> are we blaming marketing for naming it the wrong thing? Are we? What are we doing here? Yeah, like, I don't know. You can't let creatives name things. <laughs> yeah, we I don't guess. know. I don't know what to call anything. Like, I, I sincerely wish. Like, we have, you know, I've got probably 160, 170 videos on YouTube. Only a few of them do well. Yeah. And some of that is truly because my content sucks. Some of that, and I know this because this is, look, I've got stuff that sucks that has like a hundred thousand views. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's because I just happened to stumbled upon having the right thumbnail and the right title. Yeah. Would love it. If someone who knew what the hell they were doing, just came in and retitled all of my videos. It was just like, here you go, buddy. You're welcome. Yeah. We actually, optimized them for not sucking. Oh, great. Yeah. Actually, I, if anybody, I should start asking people, does anybody in our audience know how to do that? Because we can, <laughs> Really use the help. Feel free. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Joel, for for calling in. I don't I don't think it sounds. Uh, I don't think anything you're saying sounds absolutely insane by any stretch. I think there's more of a chance for it now than, than there ever, ever has been yeah. in the entire history of DC on screen, on any kind of screen. Yeah. So uh, with that, we are wrapped for this Woo-hoo. episode for 611. And, uh, you know, there will be some editing. There will be a little tinkering. But uh, the time that I'm looking at right now is uh, four hours and 32 minutes. Yeah, that's what I'm staring at, too. And it feels like 
So, uh, you know. It sure as hell feels like it. It does. I, oh, good Lord. So, anyway, thank you, all of you, for listening. Uh, please, patreon.com slash DC on screen. Um, man, whew, I'm so tired. I, I've got to go sneak upstairs past a a sleeping baby. And honestly, like if there was a couch downstairs, that would be where I'd be living tonight. Yeah. Oh, you're not editing this tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'd get it in the morning, but no. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Um, I'm like, you can edit it tonight, but I'm not putting that shit up. Uh, com for every episode. talking about that and I'm yawning. Yep. Truly, thank you, all of you, for listening. Thank you for your questions, your participation, sharing us on social media. It always means everything. And it's just always great to hear from everybody. I, I love that people listen and respond to us mm-hmm. and um, and support us. Give us money. is crazy. But I love you for it. Mm-hmm. And um, until next time. <laughs> Keep some and DC we probably will talk about this stuff more. <laughs> you messed up my DC on screen. I know. It's okay. I think they know we say that. Keep some DC on your screen. I'm sorry, buddy. If you I'm were sorry, this. you'd stop doing it. I'm ending this now. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.dv.